shit right off the bat. <laughs> Odal broke my futon. Right off the bat. <laughs> I can't, guys. I broke the floorboard. No way. Oh, that is well, awesome. Okay. Thanks so. for joining, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome back to Sort of My Podcast. Guys, my name is Vincent Herman Vin the Human. Sitting to my left, Mr. Bob Collins, also known as Boba Fett. And right across from him, James O, the floor breaker Alpha Spectre. <laughs> Guys, uh, we've missed a lot of news stories. Uh, so we decided we would go live to get ourselves and you caught up on what we think. Um, so what was on the agenda first, Bob? we got a lot. We have a lot. Um, I think we're going to start off with... Uh with some movies, some recent movies that came out. Okay, yeah, we did uh, see that came out in theaters. All of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every movie. Well, there's really just two big ones Yeah, in our absence. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and start with, you know, a little story. A of Star some, Wars story. Of the wars in the stars. <laughs> Took place. Star Trek? I think it was, uh, like, last week down the street. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, somewhere. <laughs> West Philadelphia? Long time ago. Yeah, West Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. They're putting Will Smith um, and everything else. Yeah, might as well. So, all right. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say I think it was perfect. Like, it, it is a perfect intro to anyone who hasn't seen the old movies but is leery about seeing them because they're old. My feelings on it, my all-time favorite Star Wars movie, period, is will always be Empire Strikes Back. This is a close second. Yeah. Like, it's that that's good. That's what a lot of people And I don't think they were necessarily underselling it, but they, they really they, did. they really weren't letting us know the gem that we got. <laughs> like, I think everybody kind of expected, like, well, okay, this is uh, this is Disney Star Wars now. Like, they're taking it serious. Like, yeah. they're not going to give us garbage. Hell yeah, it's cool. We're going to have these little mini stories in between the saga films. I wasn't expecting much out of it. I, 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 I was I was expecting to have a good time. I was yeah. expecting them to do it right. But going and watching it, dude, like, <laughs> ah, yeah, it uh, was it was great. It, it think, definitely like you could cut uh, out the end credits of that movie and the beginning credits of A New Hope, and it will just merge perfectly yes. right into the side. Yes, and that's that's important to note is that they say it takes place before uh, A New Hope. No, it takes place like like moments. Minutes. Like, before maybe the, a minute or two. Before the know? beginning of New Hope. Like, I, I really think with this one, they they didn't give us, like, here's this in the movie, here's this in the movie, here's this movie. They let the movie speak for itself. Like, yeah. it's a Star Wars movie. People are going to come in and see it. I mean, it's got its things like Blue Milk and, um, oh, uh, cameos out there. Cameos. Oh, yeah. Should we a keep lot of spoiler free? We never discussed that. Um... Let's keep it ultimate spoiler free. Well, there are yeah. going to be some spoilers, but they're going to be small and minuscule. I'm just going. I'm going to let the biggest spoiler out here. They get the plans of the Death Star. Oh shit! See, I didn't even know that, and I saw it twice. <laughs> <laughs> the whole franchise is ruined. Ruined. <laughs> it's gone. Um, but ultimately, I'm kind of with Bob. It's it's probably one of the best Star Wars films we've gotten. And do do we consider the prequels real movies? Yes, I mean yes, they're part of I mean, they're part of canon. As much as as, we mu- have as much as they're them. not as exciting to me personally as some of the other movies are, they're they're still part of the story. Uh, 
It's part of the I've Skywalker story, at least. You know what I mean? I've said this before, and I think it's the ultimate opinion for like any Star Wars fan who accepts the prequels for what they are. I liked the first one because I was a kid when it came out. And it, it, even if you look at it um, as a movie critic, it still got the lightsaber battle. Quite oh, and from a kid's standpoint, they were so much fun. Like When I was a kid, yeah. I loved them. Going back and watching them... Like in comparison, like story wise yeah. ev- and everything else. Uh... And episode two was. I just. Every time I think about it, I get bored. It's got some parts, but not like episode one does. And then episode three, that's the only one that, like, I will stand by to the end of the, uh, to the end of the day. It is a Star Wars. It feels like a Star Wars. Episode movie. two had Grievous in it, right? Yeah. I remember that part. <laughs> I, I remember Grievous uh, getting the four lightsabers and his arm spinning and that's yep, about it yep. I remember um, <laughs> Anakin fighting Count Dooku dual wielding yeah, mm, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah other than that no it's a boring movie but episode 3 is definitely yeah, definitely a really good uh, thing yeah oh thank you for bringing that yeah. up because we need to keep up with like, the <laughs> um, comments and stuff yeah um. Actually, going going back to Rogue One though. Sure. Yeah. Um. Uh. I want to. What was some of your What was some of your favorite parts? Well, of I want to touch on something you say. You said okay. uh, that they undersold it. I think they subtly sold it as much as they wanted without yeah. spoiling. I mean, yeah. Because think about that first trailer. That was that first trailer said this movie knows it's epic. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and probably one of the best. All-time best Darth Vader scenes I'll ever see in a movie. Oh, my God, yes. And this is a... uh, And I've talked on previous episodes. This is the Darth Vader that they've been portraying in the comics. In the comics, yeah. This is that badass Darth Vader. And there's been a... uh, And uh, there's been a lot more fan theories that have streamed out of this. Why why is he slower when he's fighting Obi-Wan or when he's fighting Luke and stuff? And it's given people, like... New reasons to visit the old movies and like think about them again, like rethink what was actually happening behind yeah. behind the mask, behind the man. It gives, it gives you a whole new reason to go back and watch those movies yeah. and see if like, wait a minute, wait a minute, does that actually connect to that? And you go back and watch it, like it is perfect. Like yeah, you're they talking took about their the scene fucking time, right? I'm sorry, are you talking about the scene? Yeah, at the yeah, end? yeah. Yes. Okay. As much as I love that. Me personally, as far as the Darth Vader scenes, the first one, uh, like space puns, the, the space puns <laughs> scene, like I enjoy that, but just the everything, everything up to that pun, I loved. I loved that. I don't care. I loved that I mean, pun. It was funny. I laughed. Yeah. Like looking back on it, I was like, it's it wasn't really Vaderish for me. Like it really, it it seemed out of character. But Fair enough. Okay, he's in. You're in my home, man. I'm gonna crack jokes on you. Like, <laughs> don't choke, son. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that he believed Krennic was so so pathetic that like he just has to joke about it to yeah. even keep him alive. Um. Any any anything else on Rogue One? Um. I love because we have um, a lot. We have a lot yeah. this episode. So. I do. Uh. Real quick, I want to say I love K. Um. K two. Two dicks. <laughs> that's that's the the actor's name. Uh, his last name's Tudix. I want to say it's like uh, uh, K B. Oh, 
Letters, yeah, the letters the, in the, the black android, the reformed, <laughs> the reformed droid, uh, imperial droid. He was he was really funny. He was. The moment he slams Jin, he's like, hey, congratulations. "Congratulations, you're being rescued." Yes, I loved it. Um, oh. I love that they use <laughs> hit me with another cup. <laughs> Masterball. These <laughs> these coasters are more. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> I told you it was a bad idea. Was that Harley? Okay. Yeah, that was I'm bad. sorry, but Vader's going to have to move. You cannot, you cannot right. disrespect should Slave Leia Harley. Pop that should one back. Should we, oh, like, well. adjust the couch real yeah. quick? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, real let's quick. Let's continue talking while we're doing it. Well, <laughs> we, uh, uh, anyways, yeah, I love the droid. Um, I I don't care what people are saying about the CG. I feel like it was, it was poignant. Uh, you can't tell the story... It's staying right there. Yeah. You can't tell the story without... Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that's the same size. It'll work. For now. <laughs> so we're moving everything up. <laughs> and we're not going to stomp on the floor anymore. Yes, no more... Uh, I found a support beam. We are not getting... What do the kids say? Lit? These things? <laughs> uh, this, this podcast is fire. It I is... The you guys are my bay. I think no. that's proper. Some yeah. of this podcast is about now making fun of youth. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, Good. Because I can go all day on that one. Anyways, yeah. No, there was a. Um, I think the one thing we need to talk about is the uh, CG. Like before we move okay. on, we got to talk. You're talking about, about bringing back uh, Grandma Tarkin. Not just, but yes. <laughs> Did you say Grandma Tarkin? Yeah, yeah Grandma. Grandma Tarkin. I think he said Grandma Turducken. <laughs> Grandma Cushing came back. Uh, like, like I said, you can't tell this story without Grand Moff Tarkin. Because no. he is pivotal in the, the use of the Death Star. Like, right up to the point where he dies on... The captain goes down with the ship. Yeah. Uh, and so, I in order... If they had just recast him... It would have been distracting, very much so. Yeah. Especially, and they got a they got a guy who who looks a lot like him. There were it's not just a computer. It's not a fucking uh, tennis ball on yeah. a stick. It's it's a guy with motion capture who looks very close, doing the voice and everything, uh, doing Peter Cushing, and then they just mapped over. Him. That's it. So it's not it's not nearly as bad as everyone's making it sound. It's not a fucking cartoon. No. Right, but and it is it is very noticeable. Not even. I don't think it's very, very noticeable. Um, I mean, I've mentioned this before in personal discussions and such with, yeah. with Vin here, but I feel like there's some parts where a lot of close-ups... It's, the camera stayed on him a little too long because, like, after sitting watching for a good 30, 45 seconds, you're like... Honestly, I believe they, they did a good job. Like, I mean, I'm still like, yeah, they did a good job. But like, it 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 takes just a second for me to go out of the moment and be like, wow, they did. I believe nice. that they like, they edited and animated his scenes in order because, like, as the movie progresses, it gets better and better. It well, gets yeah, less well, noticeable that his mouth is. And not only that, but the whole like, the whole scene where he's he's uh, pretty much taking over control of the of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. That was actually a reshoot. Really? Yeah. That I didn't know that. 
uh, that it was that scene and another one. Pretty much from yeah. what it what it seemed like is that first scene that you kind of see his reflection in the glass and then he turns around. That was going to be the biggest part of it. Yeah. Um, um, but other than that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things love about the movie. They use old uh, deleted footage uh, from the original trilogy. They used uh, they made new stuff like new vehicles and stuff. But they don't make yeah. a big deal about it. They're no. just there. They're part of the world. But anyways, it was a great movie. We can't suggest it enough. I know I'm buying like every... ATACs. ATACTs. Thank yeah. you. All-terrain armored cargo transports. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. All right, just call um, them beach adats? Going back into... We can't call them adats at all. Because <laughs> it's an acronym. Ad-X. All right, we can go all day on that one. But... Uh, all right, well, um, moving on. Moving on. That. I think you boys need to slide on your sling rings and... Doctor Strange this bitch up. Fucking nerds. Fuck. <laughs> hey, I almost ordered one of the things that you could get a sling ring with. Really? Uh, yeah. I think it's pretty cool that that's a thing, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. that they went that far with the collectibles. That's pretty awesome. Um, but, I loved it. It's, it was a good origin story, especially for a character that, like, I've always found a little interesting, but for the most part, never really gave a fuck about. Yeah, a lot of people like that. That's most of everybody. And he goes um, right over their head. It was trippy. It was a bit trippy. It had a, and I was expecting it to like kind of be a slow burn into the trippiness. No, no. Within the first, the first scene, the first few minutes, it instantly starts getting all Inception and buildings are folding. They're running side like it. It got crazy quick. I, know, I think it had a little more building. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it did. Like it did have it, half. It hour. did, but like. Of, there was. I mean, right at the beginning, yeah. they had the, that crazy fight. Yeah. And then it went into more of of uh, Stephen Strange's story yeah. before it got crazy again. But, like, right off the bat, it let us know, like, hey, this is going to be a fun fucking movie. Well, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. She, what you say is she doesn't dip his toes in the water. She just, like... <laughs> yeah, well, not no, no, I'm saying, like, within, literally, when <laughs> the movie starts, when the movie starts, after the opening credits... When uh, and it's the ancient one. It's the ancient and, one. Uh, yeah. See, that's um, the thing. I missed. I was like five minutes late. I always like five minutes late for the movie. And he, the first he's coming. No, not always. I, I was oh, always wow. on time for Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars uh, like he was just entering the hospital as uh, as I came into the movie. Yeah. Wow, you missed a chunk, didn't you? Did I? Yeah. Like just entering the hospital, injured. No, 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 oh, no, no. Like, he's, he's, he's like, entering the hospital, picking what, like, shit he's going to do. And, uh, we just, talking we, we just got an, we just got an angry reaction Did from it? across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> the only reaction we got so far. Oh, oh James Raymond Odell's in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Huh. Look at that. Uh, anyways, now, we, um, I enjoyed the movie, but so I don't I. care. <laughs> it, it served its purpose. It yeah. introduced it introduced not only Stephen Strange to our universe to the MCU. It introduced the whole mystic arts, mm-hmm. which is going to be playing a big part in in everything from the Infinity War to even the Netflix original shows. Yeah. Uh, and then we also we got another Infinity Gem. I think I enjoyed it about as much as I enjoyed the first Thor movie. <laughs> I think uh, I enjoyed it a little more than I did the second Thor movie. Oh, definitely more than than Dark World, um, but no, it's just it's kind of like what you said. Like, I love Doctor Strange when he's in group settings, yeah. like uh, Civil War, or um, uh, wasn't he a part of Age of Apocalypse too? 
feel like he popped nah, in. That know. was all X Men. It was all X Men. They didn't have Age, anyone else. Age of Apocalypse was a straight yeah, X Men story. I, like, I mean, it, what it I'm touched thinking of. other parts of the Marvel universe, but I know he show teamed me. up with the X Men at some point. <laughs> show me on this island where else it touched everybody. <laughs> right there, right, right above the knee. Uh, anyways, no, but it, like I like him in group settings. I just never cared enough to read his book. Well, the the new one that started what last year, yeah, um, like the after Secret Wars. Uh, I started reading it; it was really cool. Um, now he's got like a female prodigy. Yeah, uh, it it's really cool. Like reading the book, seeing what he deals with, as far as like. All of the shit that he sees that no one else can. I was just like to imagine him as like just a magic man that pops in every now and again. No, there's a <laughs> just a magic man. Surprisingly, hey guys, there, there's also go to a, a plan uh, get you. <laughs> there, there's another magician Yo, in the Marvel universe called uh, <laughs> Doctor Magnifico. Really? Yeah, he's interesting, <laughs> but but no, uh, Doctor Strange is really kind of a fascinating character it once you get into what really makes him who he is and what he really does yeah he's he is one of well, the few people responsible for guarding this life. entire realm i i will say this i like that like during the movie like he starts out with this cockiness and this like oh, yeah. spark of life but uh, he doesn't really lose it. Like once he starts getting the hang of what he's doing with the Mystic Arts, like it's right. It comes right back. Yeah, yeah. And it's like so he, he never he really takes his uh, like from where he studied and finished school early and all that. Yeah. And then when he was starting to learn the magic, he went right back into that learning Astral mode. Proje- uh, projection and he's like doing it in his sleep. Yeah. And like when, <laughs> yeah. when he uh, <clears throat> he went to the library to return that giant stack of huge fucking books. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, uh, I'm done with these. I need more. <laughs> I'm like, like, that is a great depiction yeah. of who he is. Well, one of the things I didn't like about that, like, and that scene specifically you're talking about when he was bringing the books back, is the whole uh, like the Beyonce, Britney Spears, when he's trying to talk to music with the guy, it, it served his purpose as like, oh, it's a quick little laugh, but it just... It seemed too forced to me, and it, it some of it did a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I, just I did I like the fact like... that Wong was listening to that kind of music anyway. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, you don't really need to see it. It's not necessary in the Marvel MC. It's no. It's just like with the comics. It's fun when Doctor Strange pops up and other things, like how Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, you just kind of accept it. That's that's news. <laughs> uh, you just kind of accept it. You're like, oh shit, there's Doctor Strange, and then yeah. he does his thing, and then he's gone. And you're like, oh, Doctor Strange is here. <laughs> that's, 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 that's all what, you need. What's that? Oh, that was Doctor a fantastic Strange. goatee. Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, I want was... that. I want that interaction in Infinity War. Between Robert I've been Downey saying Jr. it. And I've been saying it since he was casted. I want there just to be that one time where they somebody says no shit Sherlock, and they just kind of go <laughs> just, look each, just look at each other. And they are cursing a lot now, more yeah. which I like. Yeah, hell, in the first Avengers movie, 
while Tony Stark's asking Bruce Banner on how he stays calm, he asks him if he does yoga and everything else, and then if you, he says it quick, but if you listen or turn on subtitles, he says, big bag of weed? No, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that Disney. was our first, like, step into the, like, what yeah. can we get that, away with? There are a lot of subtle things that they throw in there that you've got to pay attention to to catch. I'm just seeing who else. Hi, Tiffany and Jenny. Yep. Hello. Uh, and I will I tell you how to live your life, Jenny. Two of us. Tiffany. Oh, I just hit the microphone. <laughs> I'm not used to the setup. Uh, two of two of the views are there. If you guys are watching, uh, now we've got a, a few people. Feel free to get in on the conversation. We're here uh, watching the chat live. So uh, let us know what you think. Um, and we might comment on it if it's not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be stupid. It's probably stupid. Mm. And I feel like the uh, the angry mm. faces that we got were from Tiffany and Britain, and probably because I didn't say ATAT. Oh, thank so, you. That would be a reason to to divorce him, Tiffany. Thank you, Tiffany. You still at least have one husband. You can you can always change him. <laughs> you can always change him. Uh, okay, moving on from that, another big one. That we missed talking about. We didn't actually miss talking about it. <coughs> Somebody just missed uploading a whole episode. An a whole entire episode, episode about it. Dedicated hey, to I one had with, our special, everything. with our special guest who had won our contest. We still oh, get gosh, all yeah. this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Suicide Squad. That thing. We were actually, we were actually <laughs> after we missed that nice window after it was in theaters. We're like, well, we'll just, we'll just release it whenever the Blu-ray comes out. Right. And then the Blu-ray came out, and I thought Benny had the. No, 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 no. See, you kept telling us you were going to do that one though, that one specifically. Yeah. Because we still have like what four, about three or four They're episodes. About, uh, we have our alpha beta, that one in our yeah, last alpha and the beta that we know is like down the road. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, Suicide yeah. Squad. Let's let's bust through this one real quick. It's been out a while, and um, people have been back. talking about yeah. <laughs> it's got Jared Leto and Margot Robbie yeah, right there. Leto. Um, personally, I I wouldn't care if like tomorrow. Woke up and like the movie had never happened. Nobody else remembers it. Reboot. And it's just me, and I'm like, you know what? Okay, <laughs> the world's a better place. <laughs> um, not that it was terrible. It's got redeemable. I liked El, El Diablo. Yeah, like El Diablo. Um, there's actually a lot of things Captain I liked Boomerang. About this movie. Yeah, there's there... a lot of things I disliked. A lot of things I think they should have done better. I mean, all in all, the story itself was very, just very bland. It was, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing really there. Oh, wow. You really crack into it. There's no substance. Turned. Characters were fun. Uh, there's a few times where Will Smith was Deadshot wasn't just Will Smith. Like, there's a few times I'm like, hey, he kind of resembles Deadshot. Not just Will Smith shooting guns again. You mean yeah. uh, on top of the car scene? Uh, that. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, no, I will give this uh, this movie this. Because he's got the mask on during the scene and everything. He's on top of that car and he's just... <laughs> yeah, wrist goes like... And it was just dope. so cool. Because that's Deadshot. Yeah. Like, that's what you want. But that's not Will Smith. It could be any guy in a suit. <laughs> you know? Like, that's the problem. Is and that... they did put the full white mask on him more than what I expected. Yeah. I kind of got to agree with Tiffany on this one. The stuffed unicorn... Was probably oh my the best actor. Right. Okay, I love that, but at the same time, I felt like that was like, okay, 
This is good. This, this movie's got to have some funny parts. What are some other things that were funny in other superhero movies? Let's look at Deadpool. What they got in Deadpool? Stuffed unicorns? We'll throw a stuffed unicorn in there. Like, it felt right. like they looked at Deadpool and was like, that made people laugh. Let's use that. Well, that's, that's the problem with the DC. Uh, I mean, yes, I understand. There's some things that they, that they are, do need to take. Well, they're paying But when it's extreme details, it's, like a stuffed unicorn, it's, it's not little... that they're just taking it's that they're pandering oh, yeah they're, they're like hey you guys like fucking dancing monkeys hey you guys let's, let's throw some dancing mon- let's put detective chimp in the new batman superheroes <laughs> kids want to buy some superheroes <laughs> yes. you guys want to buy guess that's from a youtube video <laughs> <laughs> um anyways now there's uh, i've got a, an entire problem with the the whole lineup so far the only movie i've been able to get excited for and this includes batman superman man of steel and i liked man of steel um what is wonder woman that's the well, only one i'm looking forward to the theme song <sighs> i, I watch watch them like they've been playing it in the trailers to watch them cut it out of the movie i'll be, oh so God, pissed. No, I'll be I'll like what fucking tables Start uh, ripping out theater seats. And I know you're not, but like as far as the DC EU goes, the more I'm seeing of Justice League, at least visually, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, and me and you, me and you disagree a lot on, on the DC movies, which is completely fine. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that we're able to like, no, fuck your shit. No, fuck your shit. And at the end, they'd be like, no, that was a critical scene, though, wasn't it? Batman made... Batman was the world's not greatest detective in in Batman vs. Superman. We've already covered all that. Yeah. Um, But no, uh, what you're talking about is uh, the new image that came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That and, like, uh, there's actually a couple. There there uh, There was the Flash, Wonder Woman, and Batman shot where it's just the three of them and apparently they're looking at a hive of uh, uh, parademons mm-hmm. is what the article said okay. and then there's the group shot of them and walking Flash looks like, hungry he's, he's, <laughs> Flash looks hungry and startled like, like, what's that is that a sandwich <laughs> um no, and then there's yeah the one with all five of them, and I just I don't like it. It's so offset. Like every single one of them, you can. I think the only two that look like they would belong in the same image is maybe Flash and Batman, and that's not right. The Flash should not be that dark toned. <laughs> Why it, is it Wonder did, Woman it did look like Each one was taken individually, and they shot, photoshopped them in. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm just talking about like we finally get to see like cyborg in more detail, which I thought the detail on cyborg was great. It's sweet because the teaser that we got so far, what they showed of him was him being put together. Yeah, that um, that, that and that was even cyborg that was even finished looks like yet. the new Power Rangers ship to me. Like, <laughs> like I they can't go practical. What I ex- what I expect. Is like if they're gonna CG it, CG it like it's the comics, you know, like fucking paneling and the cool like sleekness, but still constructiveness. You know what I mean? Well, most of the oh, it's, yeah, with yeah, cyborg, yeah. Uh, not more like it's a mesh of metal that like it is Whoa. not metal cooler. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, as far as um. Like the get out of yeah, I, I saw that. Um, the casting is getting choppy. Um, how, how is it right now? Are we still choppy? Is it working? Jenny. 
Or anybody. While Odal works out Can this you? thought. Um, <laughs> like the newer versions of Cyborg. Yeah. Uh, with, from where he absorbs the mother box. Uh, and well, yeah, they're using the um, new Fifty Two yeah. stories. But I'm not saying that there's nothing that more to like, like. tube esque because he he is able to do what I would almost call shape shifting of his um, of his entire body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean that would kind of make more sense to not have <sighs> all of those plates. And more of the style that what they had, that what we saw in that image. I've been seeing uh, saying this like for a while now. I I I want to see the heroes as they are in the books before we start taking liberties. Like I mean, with Batman, what it took years before they actually got to a book, that, a movie that actually seemed like some of the books. Yeah. Like, because Keaton's Batman was totally different thing. It was. I don't know. I love that movie. Uh, I love Batman Returns. Um, I love him. I, I love him. I think more out of nostalgia factor by this point because you go back and look at him. There's, I mean, I could pick apart the Burton movies. Yeah. Like you could BBS, and I love the Burton movies. Like those are my favorite yeah. Batman movies. But still, go back look at it. Like. We want to talk about Batman killing people. He did a lot in both of those movies. Too, I mean. <laughs> yeah, Burton didn't care. Burton gave him no fucks. Uh, so, but it's just it, this image, the the sizzle reel that they showed. Like everything just seems so off. Every excuse me, everyone seems so off. And My it's like was Batman Wonder was too he, jokey. He was right. Batman's too jokey. Yeah. Uh, the Flash is too timid. Um, Aquaman's too fierce. Yeah, it's he's just angry and which, drunk okay. all the time. <laughs> in, I think I'm gonna like him. To be fair, Dad? in Rebirth, Dad? Aquaman is one of the biggest badasses oh, in we're down the to Rebirth now. series right now. Um, like some I'm, of the stuff I I've still seen, haven't read any Aquaman. Like the and I the know one it's panel than it used to be. Yeah, the one panel that always sticks out in my mind to like illustrate. Okay, he's a badass now. Is when. Someone throws a spear at him, a harpoon, through his shoulder, and he's up against like a a pier pillar, and he just rips himself through the other end of that spear. (laughs) I have not seen that. Yeah. That is awesome. I I gained a lot more respect for Aquaman there. Yeah. Um, It's just, I don't know. Like I said, it all seems off. I have no faith. No faith in the Aquaman movie, no faith in the Batman movie, no faith. Especially with, like, what? Why is it every week there's a new story of, like, Affleck's getting to it, Affleck's not getting to it, Affleck well, might the, get to it, and Affleck's thinking about it. Well, I have respect for for what he's doing right now, which is, he's flat out said, like, if, if the script isn't good, I'm not going to make this movie. I'm right. not going to make a half ass bullshit Batman But you, you know what I read when I read that? I read, like... Uh, it's not coming together right. We keep that's trying. A, that, that's exactly that's exactly what I read too, which is fine. Which scares if it's me. Not coming, if it's not coming together right, and he says, "Okay, if it's not going to be, if it's not coming together right, I'm not going to make it." Yeah. Then fuck, yeah, he's on our side. They'll you know, like, get someone else too. That's DC. Okay. That's Warner Brothers. They'll get someone else too. But regardless, the if they movie. want that movie made. It's going to be made, yeah. whether Affleck's fucking directing it or fucking anybody. And not Shyamalan. 
<laughs> oh my god, please. Although, no. to be Real fair, quick, talking about M. Night Shyamalan, let me tell you this quick little thing. <laughs> me and Becky sat down to watch it, that new Split movie the other night, right? On the Amazon Fire Stick. Sit down, hit play on it. We're watching a good 20 minutes into it. We, and Becky's like, I don't think this is the same movie. It's just about bowling. Hence the name Split. <laughs> so it took us a good 20, 25 minutes to realize, like, oh, this isn't even the same movie. But we still sat there and finished it. We were, we were already invested. We had to. From what I hear, it's a great movie. Well, yeah. let's go ahead and move on from well, films we've seen to films we want to see. Well, going into that same subject of films we want to see, uh, we had this little side note up here oh, yeah, to go back to Star Wars that. real quick without... We forgot to mention w- this, Without yeah. going off on a tangent again. Uh, we have some casting news for one of the next um, Star Wars story anthology. Movies. Yes, yeah. Um, Donald Glover has been cast as Lando Calrissian. Now, if you don't know who Donald Glover is, you might be familiar with the uh, Community, and he is on there. Wasn't he, he in? Didn't he do some college humor movies or I some think so. some videos? There's one Probably. specifically called Memory Loss. That's like a play on Memento. And he's on. He's on another a, show too. That's it's really popular. It's not a dick. It's a mouth-based video game. Oh yes, is that okay, him? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure so, that's him because you you sent me that one. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that's him. But uh, anyways, he's been cast as Lando Calrissian, and uh, honestly, like and he's uh, actually in this movie right here. Is he? Yes, he's, he's actually cast? he's in the trailer. Okay, uh, you'll have to point that out to me. I will, but. Um, I'm just going to find that while you're talking. Anyways, um, uh, unlike with DC, (laughs) Warner Brothers, anything like Disney is doing with Marvel or Star Wars at this point, I'm okay with it. Full faith. They could have been like, and we're going to put him in white face. And I'm like, you know what? Do it. (laughs) Do it. I love it. You got this, Glover is playing young Han Solo. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually playing young Leia. I want it. I want it. Because if they're touching it, it's got to be gold. Uh, at this point, I'm I'm on board. Show me on Alan where they're touching it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it should be really great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's gonna be in that. Um, but yeah, uh, there's this one part. <laughs> Magic what? Mike. Oh wow. Double okay. Well, he's you know not everyone can be in. Good movies. All right. Uh, well, anyways, the one thing that makes me totally okay with this, not just Disney, but it's um, there's a scene in Community where uh, they're doing these paintball uh, episodes. And one of the paintball yeah, episodes, uh, he comes in and um, they thought they had lost one of their guys. And uh, Jeff is the guy. And he walks in and Donald Glover turns right around and he's like, Jeff, you son of a bitch. And it's just a perfect Lando like, moment. Lando, like, even like going voice, to Han or something. Like yeah, that. even his voice. It just like I went back and watched that scene after I heard the news, and I was like, okay, he's gonna be good. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, anyways, moving on. Actually, a great. Uh, actually, this is a great transition into uh, what we're gonna talk about. Movies we want to see. Movies that aren't out yet. Trailers. We missed a lot of great trailers. And Donald Glover. We've actually missed trailers that the movies came out for <laughs> <laughs> since our episode. True. Um, but uh, Donald Glover is also gonna be in Spider-Man: Homecoming. And wow. 
That fucking trailer. Oh my god. Oh my, it's it's gonna be perfect. I know it's it is. Right. It's gonna be perfect. This is like I already fell in love with our new Spider Man during Civil War. Yeah. Right. It, it was easy. He's he's the perfect young Peter Parker. And he is. And I've said this before. It's like I love that we're gonna have that that Daniel Radcliffe fucking Harry Potter effect. We're gonna watch him start as Gross. this young young kid, young man in high school and gonna grow into a young adult. And so long as Sony doesn't start acting like a bunch of assholes, Fuck yeah, just, just still just possible. Just leave it alone, Sony. Um, Speaking of which, real quick, did anybody else see that Deadpool and Spider-Man finally kissed? Oh, uh, when right, he, oh, right, oh yeah, Andrew yeah. Garfield at the Grammys. Yeah, I saw uh, that. It's like yes, <laughs> just for those fans that have been wanting that to happen. Um, but anyways, now the movie looks great. Um, Michael Keaton, the Vulture. <sighs> So wow. instantly, just to now, Michael Keaton's. On a I will say this: yeah, I'm so. not, I'm not being blind to the fact that the Vulture is way fucking different yeah, than yeah. he's supposed to be. He's very droney. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're talking like yeah. your classic, your classic Vulture is scientist who built some tech but and became evil. He um, has the furry the collar. He has the furry color. Yeah. No, I mean, okay, the the suit looks great, and Michael Keaton looks scary as fuck. Michael (laughs) Keaton kind of is scary. If if that Michael Keaton, bald Michael Keaton, were in an alley, just standing there breathing. I watched watched some, Becky watched some Lifetime movie a few years back where he was the bad guy, and the, the main character, some blind woman, and like he's. Like a bad cop or whatever, but he was fucking terrifying in that dude. It was like a lifetime movie, so I can I can I can't wait to see him as and playing that's the thing. a villain. Again. I think that he's grown into that, like because uh, again, I love these movies, but Batman Michael Keaton, like a younger Michael mm-hmm. Keaton, doesn't scare me. Like, no, scary. and even and prior to that, he was known for comedy. Yeah, so, yeah, oh yeah, he Mr. was definitely. Mom. Built into it, which is why the movie got a lot of hate. Yeah, but like Both as he's grown older, he like he's grown um, physically into this very scary dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love it. But uh, he just has that air about him that he walks into the room and he's going to fuck something up. And we're gonna have Tony Stark in the movie, which seems yeah. it which seems great. These two work off of each other so fucking yeah. well. I um, just. My my thing is that I don't want all of Spider Man's tech and everything that Spider Man has to come from Tony. Well, want, that's I not want, all from Tony. No, he well, invented the web shit. And I would and I would be completely fine with Tony like financing all this, but like I want to see I want to see Peter like coming up with some shit, like some of his pure some of his true genius finally like showing yeah, on. Maybe screen. they're back at Stark Tech and like they're. He's talking about the suit and how much he loves it. He's like, but I was thinking, you know, maybe like uh, this part of my boot could do this thing. Yeah, yeah or um, or even like while they're there figuring all this out, he he sees some project Tony's working on. He's yeah. like, yeah, I still haven't cracked it yet. And then he yeah. goes in. You mean fucking figures it out? And then yeah, he realizes like shit. This kid's a fucking genius. Because like, he's he's because supposed he to be Reed Richards level. Yeah, he's supposed yeah. to be that smart, dude. And, so far, what we've seen in in the Tobey Maguire movies and Andrew Garfield movies is like, yeah, okay, we could spark, but well, not the only on thing that we've really level. gotten yeah. from either of those series is the photographer Peter Parker. Hi, Heather. Hey, don't worry about being lost. You're getting, we're going through, over so many different topics. Right so. now, we're talking about uh, new movie trailers, and I think the one that we're on right now, if we're not counting all the tangents we're going off <laughs> on, is. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> yeah, we're we're talking Spider-Man Homecoming right now. Oh my god! Um, duh, I had 
I watched that trailer for like I think like five or six times the first day it came out. Yeah. It looks that good. If you haven't seen it, go watch that trailer. Uh, even the international one. I mean, just from every single part of it, from when he's fighting the vulture, yeah. where he's holding that ship. Wow, just it's gonna be a thrill and, ride. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be a thrill ride. It's gonna it's gonna make you finally fall in love with Spider Man on screen because Tobey Maguire. Was a good Peter Parker, but like not as believable as Spider Man. Like yeah. even when he's talking his banter, it, it, like now that I go back and watch it, I'm like he comes off kind of whiny. Yeah, <laughs> like like some of it's good. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna drink some of your special daddy juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what he means by daddy juice is only daddies produce it. We all know Vinny likes that special. He juice. loves it's it. The grown up juice. He loves the cup. Um, and then. Like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, he he had the the quick. He wig. was a great Spider-Man. He was a great Spider-Man. He was. And, I thought so. And just that the part with the mugger in the first movie was so great. Yeah. Uh, the only weakness: small knives. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I ain't doing nothing. Yeah, bring it into a car. I don't remember one. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, uh, and then in Amazing Spider-Man Two, all this like all the banter with Max, um, and yeah. I think that one catches a lot, a lot more hate than what it should. It really shouldn't. I, I loved that movie. Um, it, it was poor. I will say this: it was poorly structured as, as it was trying to fit too much in. Yeah. Do you, to, 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 to top off, Spider-Man to top off exactly what you just said, did you realize that Mary Jane Watson was also supposed to be in that movie, and they finally cut it out because they're like, yeah, there's a little bit too much going on. Honestly, look, what I was saying was uh, they should have branched out the death of Gwen Stacy into the third movie. They should have. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and but they were going to add in uh, uh, Mary Jane into, into that movie as well. So yeah. like Peter's going to kind of have that like, should I be with her? Should I be with her? But they cut it out not only because there's too much going on, but they figured it would it would it would the the death of Gwen Stacy wasn't going to be as effective in that movie. And uh, the chick from the Divergent series, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Uh, same one that played in that Secret Life American Teenager yeah. show. She was supposed to play Mary Jane. Oh, really? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I can see her redhead. Um, I can dig it. I, okay. I, I only feel... Dan, I, I, only feel I completely wrong. agree, Dan, to your comment wholeheartedly. Well, now, Dan, <laughs> you're making point. some good points here, but I'd, <laughs> I'd like to add a few equals. It's it's <laughs> it's a well-rounded, it's a well-rounded uh, statement. Opinion. Um it's very long in your explanation, but uh, real I think, girthy in I think detail. When you when it all comes together, you get to the point. Yeah, it, when it, when it comes to a head, it will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, anyway, the, I, the the thing I feel robbed about, like, and uh, you know, I'm I'm loving what we're getting now. I'm loving why it happened and what came out of it, but. We didn't get the Sinister Six. No, I want, no we didn't. I wanted and the Sinister we, Six so we've bad. We've gotten that build up two different times. Right? Like, right? That's where the Tobey Maguire series was supposed to go. Was yeah. The Sinister Six. And then it with the Amazing Spider-Man, like, and that's, I think, why it crashed is because it tried to build up to it too yeah. quick. And we had our Sinister Six announcement and all that, and everyone was excited, especially... Walking into that vault at, yeah. t- towards the end of the movie and seeing the tentacles, well, seeing the glider, see, and that's the, the thing. Yeah. Sam Raimi had a good six movie plan, and although he didn't care for the symbiote storylines, he was willing to make that the finale. But he wanted to branch out these villains 
to bring the Sinister Six out. Which, if he was they killing them left and right, why the fuck was it? Why, why did he kill Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus? Like, the two heads of the organization. Yeah. Uh, either way. But yeah, he had a, he had a six-movie plan, and then they just kept forcing him into stuff. And then eventually they shoved that symbiote cock right down his throat, and he said, you know what? Fine, I'll take it, but I'm not giving you the reach-around. <laughs> and, no reach-around. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and then now, now it's all history. <laughs> but yeah, right. now, and so I feel like that's what they were trying to do. Was like, we want the Sinister Six. Like, we don't know if we're going to make it to a third movie. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's get this out. Well, because we got what? We got Electro, Green Goblin, and Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And Rhino in, was just a cameo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in Spider-Man 3, we have what? Sandman, Hobgoblin... And no, 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 no. New Goblin. New Goblin. Go- the fuck ever. He's Hobgoblin. Right. Um, um, what, else, what else on Spider-Man? We yes. already put it into the fire. I think this <laughs> because, because we know that we're getting Vulture and Shocker in this mm-hmm. one. So they're... And they're starting with his first <laughs> two villains. So we're, we're off to a better start than we have been. Yeah. yeah I think this yeah. being back... At home. I'm glad they didn't throw a fucking goblin in here quite yet. It's kind yeah. of like with Batman yeah. and the Joker. It's like, there's so many other fucking villains. Like, let's, I, uh, let's put I this think, one back. Honestly, it, if they they want to do the goblin, they should wait till he's out of high school. Yeah. yeah. That agree. would be a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially transitioning to college. Like, he should be dating at that time. And, stuff. and not jump into Death of Gwen Stacy. Because we got it. It was effective. Uh, so we don't need that right off the bat, but yeah. But Plus, I, I think they're skipping over Gwen's face. Yeah, because we're right already Mary getting Jane. Mary Jane. So yeah. I don't think we're gonna get. Gwen I think they're at going all. right for Mary Jane. Which well, is in fine. Homecoming, it's not gonna be either Mary Jane or Gwen. It's gonna be uh, what is her name? The are you talking the the Latina chick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's Mary Jane Watson. No, it's not. It's been announced that it's not Mary Jane. It is uh, it's a whole other character that apparently I mean she's a pre-existing character in the comics. But it's not Mary Jane or I can't Gwen Stacy. Well, we got uh, well, while you're her looking, name is Michelle. Huh? Her name is Michelle. <laughs> that's her character's name? Zendaya? <clears throat> that's the character's name, name or is, the actress? Her character's name is Michelle. The actress's name is just one word. This is one name. It's like Beyonce or Madonna. <laughs> we have yeah. Flash Thompson, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Going into the next trailer because we're we're running. We're yeah, running yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to we need to clinch it up a bit. I mean, we knew this was going to take a while. Though. Oh yeah. Um. Anyways, moving on to the next trailer. Uh, more Marvel Gold Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume uh, Two. This movie, just from that first trailer, just looks hilarious. Like, oh my god. There's Does so, anybody there's so have many tapes. We're gonna put tape part? over the death button. No, the, the yeah. can I am Groot. Can we just I appreciate agree. the fact that no. Raccoon right. is dealing with being a single father for a second? <laughs> Can we just appreciate that? that I never, really I never that, thought yes. of it on those terms. That's amazing. Yeah, it oh, is great. Wow. Uh, I, I love Baby Groot, too. Just yes. like, I am Groot. He's and running off the bomb. And he, uh, uh, and he's whooping the shit out of that guy. Oh, my yeah. God. I forgot about yeah. that. Where he's on Rocket's back. 
Yeah, yeah, so yeah, this, yeah the scene the the it's, it's pretty much a flipped. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a callback. I forgot about that. Um, Drax looks funny. Um, of I th- I I am a little worried though that they're gonna ma- try to make him too funny because Drax Drax is bad. Drax was Drax was funny in the first movie unintentionally. I mean, yeah. yes, well, there's there were some things that they definitely set up, but it's like everything. Like they said in the first movie, it goes over his fucking head. Like everything is like What's going on, Mark. He takes things. What's up, Jenkins? Takes things too literal. So yeah. things were funny when it wasn't a joke being said. And now you, know you can I mean? you can argue he's been with this group for a little while, so maybe he like, did pick up on some, he's yeah. picked up on some stuff. Well, but like, it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't like become like too thick, too prominent. Yeah, because they got that screw you spaceship scene. You've got him uh, laughing about Peter Quill's secret. Uh, yeah, the hug like, thing. I I thought that that scene... we do, Mark. We do. You can actually, if you uh, if you pay for the premium membership, you get full access to that. Right. Yeah, he's right. Um, we're gonna uh, send you some links. A, a couple <laughs> coupon codes too, just for you, big guy. <laughs> uh, one thing I'm excited for this mo- about this movie. Is we're gonna have Tango and Cash in in a fucking Marvel movie. We're having Stallone. Oh, I forgot Stallone was in this movie. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he wasn't in the trailer though. No, he's not. No, okay. I was gonna say we also also have Kurt Russell in this movie. Yeah, okay. That one I knew. Oh wow. Yeah, it is Tango and Cash. Oh yeah. Shit. Do you know who I want Stallone to be? Hmm. Ego flipping planet. Oh shit. Do Wait a minute, I thought they, oh, could you I thought they already had his think, cast for a while now. Uh, he is, but I don't know if they ever announced what they had I don't cast think it, I don't think it's Stallone. I think Stallone's going to be a bad guy. Anyway, I hope he's a bad guy. I hope. He's, he's Nova. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Nova. They... I don't okay, I don't think they're that stupid. I mean they He never wears the mask. He never he never has the helmet on. He's always it's always adjacent, but he's, he's never wearing it. But I do have faith in James Gunn, dude. Like I love James you Gunn. You know why you know why he would be Nova? Why? Because he is the law. <laughs> Wrap it up, guys. I don't think we can top that one. I'm out. <laughs> Fucking play that badass outro music. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it looks great, and there's still so much more that we have to find. They've been pretty close lipped about this one. For the most um, part, they have. I mean, I've James been finding Gunn out little been... details about them, no. about this film, but uh, for the most part, no, we haven't. He has to ride backwards in, in a, a flatbed. Well, he does no, have a truck. I do. <laughs> Throws uh, it over his shoulder. Actually, no. It's the complete opposite. Uh, I usually... I have to build myself a little wagon out of Legos. And I don't even need it. It's just to make myself feel better. He, he doesn't even need the Legos. If he just you, does it for fun. Like, like you know those videos on YouTube where people make all the little miniature food and stuff? I keep Legos. miniature everything around to make everything look bigger. You know? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, that looks great. And another movie... Your that, wife just said that we need to go out. Or maybe she said we keep going out. I'm not sure which. I'm, I'm pretty sure your wife was hitting on me. Well, Either that or she's on to us. <laughs> um, 
She likes it. <laughs> like, how badly? Tell us how badly, Tiffany. While we go on to the next trailer. Um, oh, my God. Logan. All right. Okay. We've had multiple trailers since our hiatus. Let's talk about the most recent. Yes. Because the most recent the took a lot of... It took all the main points of the previous ones, plus gave us... Although that Johnny so Cash good. trailer was so fun. Yes, it yeah. was. Pretty um, much, you put Johnny Cash's hurt on any fucking trailer... I love. And, and ironically, the next movie we're talking about, the next trailer we're talking about, their first trailer they released had a uh, housey song that was a cover of a yeah. Johnny Cash song. And it fucking it worked great with that one, too. But, uh, Logan, this is the first Wolverine movie I think I've been truly excited, excited for. Me too. Origins looked great before I was. I yeah, saw. I was excited for Origins. I don't, watch I Origins, don't think I was really excited. The Wolverine came out, I'm just like, yeah, and I waited you know, for it to come out on video. And after I, watching it, I'm like, that was pretty cool. Too I was many actually, people. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than what I. Too many That's people have complained in Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That too many awesome. people have complained about Silver Samurai and that. I, I get Man. why, but you also have to understand the cinematic universe they set up. They've been trying to make the X Men in <laughs> these movies far more practical, like real, uh, making them more realistic. For the over exaggerated like form of superhero they are, like uh, so for Silver Samurai just being a, an old dude in a suit it makes enough sense. Yeah, the way they set it up was not terrible. Um, but this movie, first off, X twenty three, I'm excited for. Wow, and, and I, we had talked about. Did we talk about this on the podcast? I'm not sure. I don't think you. Did. I don't think we did. Yeah, I but I had you a lot. And I talked about this. A good I had bit. a lot of reserves about X23. I was so worried about that. I was so worried that she was just going to be a little part of the movie, and then they were going to do like an X23 movie later on. Um, but the, the, I, that is all gone. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. It seems like they're doing exactly what you should do with X23. Yes, and. And this movie's supposed to take place how many years after after the future part of Days of Future Past? I think it was like 10 years or something. It's supposed to be like 20, 20 something. Yeah, I. Wolverine still has this healing factor. It's just slower and he leaves and he gets gets scars from it now. Yeah. Um, Um, Most most of these mutants are gone. Here's kind of what I think is, is going on. Where. Professor Rex is a little fucked up. I think he was hooked up to Cerebro. Some kind of virus. Maybe something happened and, where, and it fried. And when it went haywire, it, where he was connected to all these mutants, took out all these fucking mutants as well. It's or possible. from where they're, we're getting ready for the Inhumans movie, this could bring into play the Terrigen Mists. We're not getting the Inhumans movie anymore. No, they said they weren't doing it, and then they said they were doing it. Oh, they were back. But the Inhumans movie is connected to the regular Marvel Cinematic. Yeah, and and as of right now, the X Men X Men Fox universe is not. Yeah, they're so far removed. Although that sucks because I want to see Wolverine and Spider Man so bad. Yes. No, I am not Jesus. That's the Walking Dead. That's Image. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, (laughs) Old Man Logan. Well, no, okay, and that's the if I have any any other concern about this movie is that they might be trying to do too much at once because they're doing Old Man Logan. They've shown there've yeah, been some ish, screenshots because they can't they can't even do close up. They've Man shown Logan. some screenshots of some very specific imagery from Death of Wolverine. 
Uh, and then they're doing the Laura Kinney, uh, Uncanny X-Men slash NYX run stuff. Um, although she's a little younger than because yeah. when she first yeah. gets to Wolverine, isn't she? A Tiffany said that we have yeah. stopped. Yeah, because she's already completely. Yes, it's still going for us. I'm still watching. Yeah, it's us. it's. Uh, maybe it's just you, Tiffany. Maybe this is your problem. <laughs> oh, we just got a heart from someone uh, for, for costing your wife. Oh, you know what? You know what, Tiffany? Yeah, Maybe yeah. you're the problem. He shifted hey, the okay? blame around on her. I like that. <laughs> Maybe you it could be our internet. It's been fucking up left and right lately. Do you have Frontier? Nope. Yeah. Oh, well, we're gonna talk about Frontier. <laughs> well, before we do, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Logan? Um, Overall, I'm fucking excited. For it's this. very excited. Um, uh, can, can we appreciate the fact that Patrick Stewart says fuck? No. No? Okay. I figured no, there's going to be a lot of F-bombs. There's going to be a lot of cussing, like even when it's not necessary, because, hey, it's rated R. They can. The, the only reason I'm not okay with it is because where where the hell is any of this shit in the other movies, aside from one? Fucking X-Men First Class, and they're going to recruit Wolverine, he tells him to fuck off. That's it. And, the only, and that was the only reason he agreed to do that movie, is because he said... After finding out he was allowed to say fuck off. But the gap... And they're allowed to having one fuck because it was PG-13. The gap between the ver- the first movies in that one and then the gap between that movie and this one with all this other, like, all these other people who probably would say fuck and Wolverine himself not saying fuck, where the fuck was it before? <laughs> Uh, and I feel like it's going to be in the movie a little more than what we've seen in the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. But, but it is cool. I like seeing Patrick Stewart say fuck. I do, too. I just like Patrick Stewart. That's why I like watching... The main reason uh. I like watching American Dad anymore is to hear what Patrick Stewart is going to say. Speaking of Patrick Stewart, first off, you do know there's an emoji movie coming out, right? Mm. Yeah. He's been casted. The poop emoji. As the poop emoji. All right, to the next Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, something I'm a little less excited for. You're less excited? I'm, I'm actually like, pretty excited Since for this the trailer one. came out, I was more excited the first time I saw the trailer, and then I've seen it a couple times since, and now I'm starting to... Uh, they, they, there's a few things in the trailer I'm just like, yeah. We're yeah. talking about Power Rangers, by Of course. <laughs> we seem to just keep going. Uh, <laughs> I think one of the reasons I'm more excited for it, and I can't lie, is because my son, my, my youngest there, has is obsessed with anything and everything Power Rangers. Mainly Mighty Morphin, but he likes the new Dino Force and, you know, I mean, some mm-hmm. of the other new ones. But. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, Okay, here's what's getting me. The suits look a little better than I thought they would, but they're totally CGI. Yeah. I don't care if those actors are in physical suits. They've obviously layered on the CG over top of them. Um, Alpha 5. The uh, voice, the look, ew. Fuck, No. No. Uh, the voice is, is, is the guy from, uh, was it Trainwreck? And um, it's that same yeah. guy. Can't uh, he, was one of, he was one of the voices for BBS. Is it Bill Hader? Why is it Bill yes, Hader? Bill Hader. That's who it is. Why Thank the you. hell is Bill Hader Alpha Fire? Why the fuck is Heisenberg Zordon? Yeah, but did you see him in that chat? He's pulling it off. It works. Yeah. You know what it looks like? You know what it looks it. like? You know those things you get at the, the fucking store with the pins? <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. I'm cool with that, though. That's the, you know, it's it was kind cool. of updating the... And what, and what is this What is this shit where Zordon's supposed to be the original Red Ranger? 
I don't know Wait, if where anything has ever been confirmed on that. Because there's been a few articles. No, I never heard about. Yeah, there's been rumors. This sword on us being the original, the OG Red Ranger. I don't know. Like we never really find out about Zordon's background. No, before. So I mean that that's a really cool way. To, like maybe he was the first Power Ranger. The putties that would have been cool. I after like it. after seeing their initial design, and everything because uh, whenever Lucas from Inner Geek yeah. was telling us because I haven't got to see the the image for him yet. Or what they looked like whatsoever. He was like, yeah, they kind of rebar in them and shit. I'm like, ew. What? Like, the way that the And after I seen look? the picture of what it was with the toy, it was like, okay, it looks like maybe maybe the scene that they show up, like, she summons them out of, like, a, some kind of, like, construction site. You no, know, what it seems like in the trailer, she's just, like, the road. <laughs> putty. Yeah. Like, which and is cool. It, it which makes, is fine with me. I'll give it that. Goldar looks pretty cool. No. In it. As far as like the same universe where these suits are existing, like as as far as that design goes, it he fits. looks cool for that. I'm not, but uh, are they even going to call it Goldar, or is that the only hit we're going to get? Was man, that's a lot of gold. I I fucking hate Goldar so much. Like, okay, it doesn't have to be a fucking like blue a, monkey man in yeah. a goddamn gold armor <laughs> suit, but it needs to be at least human looking yeah. like something you know like no not just like seriously it looks like she just dumped gold on one of those like um uh you know those art mannequin things yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks like you just dumped gold it on does, it, yeah. like tried to pull some out for some wings and well, that's it what i'm thinking this could be is this might be one of the first like machine creations of hers. Instead of like, okay, she always raises these putties or whatever. So something like I that just wonder why she picked gold because gold is the the actual fucking mineral. The the metal is soft. Why would you go for a soft ass metal for this giant? Thing is, she's be an fighting alien. A robot. She doesn't know that. It's this pretty. is kind of the way I look she's at Star Wars right now. I I'm just like. I'm excited enough for it to that I'm like, okay, whenever it comes out, I'm going to go watch this. And I'm going to be like, have uh, not necessarily high hopes, but like go into it with a positive attitude. Now, mm-hmm. this could be one of those movies where either A, it's going to be so much better than what I expected, or B, Mark B here. so much worse than what I expected. Well, and I'm, I'm I figure either way, it. fuck it, like we're going to have it, whether we like it or not. Same way with Ghostbusters, same way with Turtles, any of these fucking reboots or any of these remakes or fucking continuations, whatever you want to call it, we we still have them. I'm glad. We, we have, like, we're going to have to fucking deal with it, so let's go watch it, <laughs> and hopefully it's going to be good. I'm glad you brought up Turtles, because that's exactly how I'm treating it. When, when the first Michael Bay Turtles uh, came out, I expected it to be terrible. Um, and I went to the theater, I was like, you know what, let's just get on neutral ground. Let's just go in with, it exists. Not it's gonna exactly. be bad, not it's gonna That's be exactly good. how it was going with, with it exists. And I'm glad I did. And I went in that way, and I came out, and I loved that movie. In, in my, uh, review, uh, Old versus New 4, yeah. I ended up siding with that movie on so many more levels than the original Ninja Turtles movie. And I'm, I'm not saying I don't love that one. I still like that one better. But, like, <laughs> as a movie... That it seems like the new one was better constructed. It was, uh, and then the sequel happened. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking um, Casey Jones, man. All right, 
You had back Stephen Power Amell. Rangers. Back to Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's how I'm going to treat this movie. And I'm I'm hoping I don't come out of it like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was cool, but that it was, was it just was fun. That, it was that. It was, it was fun. Cool. And I, after the initial, after watching it the first time, we me and you talked about it a few yeah. times. We're like, man, like I kind of can't stop thinking about this movie. Right? That last scene was dope. Like, and then I watched it a second time. I it still, did not hold up. For I the still have not time. seen it a second time. I'm worried about that. <laughs> I, I, but I have if you ever want to watch it. But um, uh, I've got it, it. watching it the second time. It was like I just kind of want to fast forward to the cool scenes, <laughs> right? It was, like, it was so much more uh, action packed. Alicia, I don't know what you're zing over, but if we're boring you, I mean, one of us can. You like, know what a, a podcast is about talking. <laughs> We could uh, we could bump the no, entertainment not, level up a little bit. Doing, no, no. You I mean, know how I know you're there. How? Tell us, Alicia. Why? Because I give you a reach around when you're mounting me. That was that was tacked on. It was tacked. That was bad. <laughs> anyway, all right. Moving on. <laughs> We're all stopped waiting for Alicia. How? 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 <laughs> because you're so gay, you put the anus in gayness. I love you, Mark. I do. Nice. I feel like they're tag teaming us now. They are. <laughs> That's how they know we're It wouldn't here. be the first time we got tag teaming us, too. What the fuck did you write here? Oh, Beauty that... and the Beast. Uh, okay. Let's Moving on. Um, yeah. So, uh, another one we're really excited for. And I have no shame, no shame to be excited for. No this shame. Movie. And I'm excited for everything else to come out afterwards, especially since seeing The Jungle Book. Have you guys seen The Jungle Book yet? Absolutely not. Fucking <laughs> watch the goddamn it's on Netflix, book. and I keep forgetting it's Come on, Netflix. on. do it. I mean, you got kids. You guys got kids. Come oh, on. Shit, I got kids. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think I left my side. How many that's, hours is it? That's how I uh, That's how I watched that. I sat the boys down and, and watched Jungle Book. Tiff um, watched it without me. It was really good. Tiff, fucking Tiff. How dare you be an individual at any point? And do anything. This is why I don't have. You should be sitting there waiting for him to come home. <laughs> she sits around and waits for him to come just, way too much anyway. Just stare at the wall. <laughs> then you get to be a person. Oh, Mark loves hey, us in our shoes. My shoes are awesome. They're Star Wars shoes. Mine are, Mine are just Chuck Taylor's. Fucking boots. With gum sole. Whoa! Whoa! Uh, I need to pee. While he's peeing, I'm going to steal his pen. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no Beauty of the Beast. It oh, looks man. great. Emma Watson. Uh, have, have you watched the video where she's singing? Um, yeah, I can't remember what song it was. Um, exactly what the name of it is, but um, I know the one you're talking. Like it was a still image, but it was just her singing the song. Yeah. Yes, that was that was it phenomenal. Looks I loved it. Beautiful. Uh, like the, just, I mean, just the the set design and alone. the way that they're doing all the little characters, like Lumiere, Cogsworth. I was um, so worried they were going to like manipulate them to where they're more like humanoid. See, I I wasn't worried about that. Like, I knew that it was going to be pretty much all all CG, but I was I was worried they were going to look too cartoony. If that yeah. makes sense, but they, but, they don't. They look, they're well polished. They yeah. uh, like they they fit every scene. Yeah, like they fit the look of the entire castle. Like everything just blends so well. Now, one thing scene. I will say is the beast seems to stand out somewhat as far as CG goes. Yeah, 
Yeah, he he looks uh, like not that he looks bad. If everything if everything else that was CG looked as bad as that, then uh, it would be it would be bad. But it would be yeah. more acceptable. Uh, but no, everything else is like really well then, polished. Yeah, I mean, and then you got this cartoon. They piece. could go practical effects with him. But I don't know how well that would fit everything else. I mean, like a guy in a big suit matching, like the it looked like that. It looked like that shitty '90s series with the chick that played Sarah Connor in Terminator. Uh, they they could polish it. I mean, they they could they could sprinkle some CG on there, but <laughs> oh god, I should have known. <laughs> yes, no, they said it. Uh, they they put some uh, they sprinkle some CG on, but make it mostly practical, like a lot of stuff in Star Wars. Star Wars is always a great. When we talk about special effects, you can always go back to Star Wars yeah. because from the beginning, from the like, beginning, they've better, been like cornering the market and originating all new stuff uh, because either it just didn't exist or they couldn't get their hands on it. Uh, the expensive way. That's that's your pen that I stole, I Bob. <laughs> I'm going to mark this out because we pretty much covered most of that whenever we're talking yeah. about it. Um, but it, it it looks wonderful. I and again, I'm I'm sold on CG. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't even care if this is a plot to revive the Nazi party and enslave us all. I'm, I hope I'm it in. is. I'm in. Bob, are you too far off? I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. Um, but fuck it. And honestly, with this movie, I wasn't expecting them to really go with any practical effects. If they did, very little. I mean, we're talking about talking teapots and yeah. clocks. And, and now, I was worried uh, about the Jungle Book that they weren't going to do any musical numbers. I One was, thing that bothers I, me I about the Jungle Book, a it's a live-action movie, right? Yeah. I think the the kid is the only live action part of the whole fucking. <laughs> the rest of it isn't live action. If you think Wait about it, it's all computer generated. You're telling me that two story orangutan with the voice of Christopher Walken was not an actual two story orangutan orangutan with the voice of Christopher Walken? Okay, now that was probably real. That was probably real. They, I mean, that that orangutan that was the only real thing. Welcome, Tiffany, again. Most dedicated. I don't even know. dedicated viewer, uh, mainly because she's just trying to keep tabs on I think Mulan's going to be great. Dude, I can't fucking wait to move on, dude. Mulan's that battle at the be... end. That oh. battle at the end is the only thing I want. It, I is it bad that I'm more... That, and I want to see in live action how she, like, kind of, like, reverse training tricks that dude. Like, makes him <laughs> fall in love with the dude and then realizes it's a female. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, is it politically correct to say trainee? Or call it trainee tra- um, I think so. Let's ask the audience. Oh no, <laughs> is it okay that I say trainee trick, or should I say like hermaphrodite reverse, reverse trainee mystery theater? Hermaphrodite uh, <laughs> <laughs> mystery. <laughs> well, that's going to be a new show that we do <laughs> coming in 2017 from Sword of My Friend. Uh, uh, no, I, is it bad that I'm more excited for the the show tunes? I, is it more? Uh, I want to hear be uh, um, not be a man, but I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> like a live action for some reason. Like, like are they gonna do like they should do a gritty reboot? So it's like <laughs> someone's getting like just morbidly raped in the back. Like, ah, make a man, man out of you. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> the screen had to close its eyes for a minute. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, uh, Tiffany, let's let's update this to the whole world. Uh, she is moving by herself, pregnant, that is, and she's watching, and she's totally not bitter. Well, at least she's not bitter. Well, you know what? Okay, and I will say this. I thought about having call-in guests. Like, getting my brother involved. Um, there's this guy I did a, a crossover with on YouTube, Oren Bailey. He's blowing up right now. He just had, it, he's, he's blowing up oh. the, uh, the directors of Up. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, he just had an album come out. He's touring and shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, and, and he still likes obscure little photos. Well, he's going to be played by Will Smith. Oh, probably. <laughs> in the movie. Probably. Uh, <laughs> <Son of a laughs> bitch. Um, anyways, uh, I have no good transition from Beauty and the Beast to this next topic. But let's talk about the Iron Fist trailer. <laughs> oh, God. Let, uh, let, let, let Odal take over the reins for just yeah, a Yeah, well, I mean, Odal is our resident Iron Fist like, expert. Pretty much how I am with Batman and you are with dicks. Odal is with Iron Fist. So, the I the like first... to call him Bruce Willis. <laughs> okay, You're fine. gonna have to excuse me because it's been a minute since I've watched it. The trailer, yeah. Uh, but how dare you? Forget. So, start starting from the first one to what we have now. We know that we're get, we're getting a really good origin, and the the clips that we see of him like standing there and his fist starts to glow. Uh, the certain things that he takes Someone's on being fisted. called, you know, a living weapon, yeah, like cool. all these little things that tie into this trailer that are picked right from the comics, right yeah. from his origin. The the helicopter crash uh, that comes from Iron Fist, the living weapon, the the Marvel Now series. So. We're getting all these little picks from these different series to come together to make this great show that I have 100% faith in because of everything else that Marvel's done yes. on the screen. We, I mean, Luke Cage. Especially with fucking great. Netflix, man. Luke, yeah. Cage, Luke Cage was great. Jessica Jones surprised the shit out of me. I loved that. And yeah. I, I'll be honest, like, I Jessica? didn't know. I honestly had. <laughs> Really, no idea who she was. I didn't. I thought the alias comic books from Vertigo, or uh, not Vertigo, but Marvel uh, Max. Marvel, uh, Max were about the TV show. Uh, yeah, two no, completely separate no things. No correlation. But yeah, uh, I, all I knew about Jessica Jones was that she was married to Luke Cage, and that's it. I didn't know she had superpowers. I didn't yeah. know she was a detective. I, was, I actually personally know someone named Jessica Jones, and that's really the only Jessica Jones knowledge <laughs> I had. So. Uh, and then Daredevil has been just oh, yeah. Daredevil was so good that Marvel, on, on a weird twist of fate, because they almost never do this, like stopped and changed the script just for the Punisher. Yeah, because the, he blew up. Dude, it more. was so good. Yeah, I actually just recently showed somebody who's not familiar, really, with as crazy as it sounds, like not really extremely familiar with the MCU. Yeah, but he's seen a few movies and stuff. Actually, he's he's four and he only lived in the states for like five years. But he's a huge Punisher fan for some reason. I showed him that one scene in, he's, in he's prison. A, he's probably he was probably a fan of t-shirts. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> and then I, I started introducing him to little things here yeah. and there. But I showed him that scene in, in jail yeah. when they're all coming at him and he's wearing that white shirt and stuff, and he's just he's just oh, shanking God, them all. So and by funny. the end of it, I think he stabs the dude in the face, and this dude's face falls on his chest, and he gets up 
and he's in blood. He's a fake yeah. Punisher skull, dude. Like, that whole scene. Didn't one of you guys not catch that the uh, first time around? I didn't. He must not, because I did whenever it first happened. Yeah. As yeah. soon as the dude's face hit his chest, I'm like, oh, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. It, I, I can't believe I missed it the first time. I think well, I was he, just caught up in the whole scene. That that and the the fight scene in the first season, the hallway scene, the when hallway he's going scene. to God, rescue that kid. God, they their fucking oh, hallway scenes. They, yeah, the, hell, the hallway scene in the second movie is going down the stairs and he has the fucking hallway chain. Scenes chain. Uh, there's hallway scenes in Luke Cage's hallway There's a stairwell scene in Civil War. <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> So, oh yeah, that's. I'm just waiting for the Iron Man. Isn't that where Cap busts a cinder? Isn't that where Cap busts a cinder block on some dude's face? No chest. No, 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 chest. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, that definitely didn't harm him. He's well, <laughs> body armor, broken ribs. Maybe. Sure. Uh, but like anyways, no, Iron Fist looks great, and given what we've gotten from Marvel Netflix previously, it's just another case of like, you know what? I I've gotten everything I wanted from this before. I trust you. Do you know anything about this right here? This show? I wrote it down. I really don't oh, know yeah. much about I've, it. Do you have I've enough, enough some, where you want to talk about it I've for a second? I've heard some about we... it. I don't know exactly the the plot or the story or anything. But uh, it's well, before we more... go into that, uh, before we go into that, let's uh, we got a couple more along the lines of what we were just talking about. Okay, if you want to got keep with that. Uh, we got Luke Cage too. That came out since we've been gone. Yeah, and uh, again, great. it was a great it, show. Very. There were so many like really good nods to to everything about like him. Sorry, I'm sorry. The biggest thing is when he stands up. When he first like it's goes through the experiment and he has the tiara and the gauntlets. he has the gauntlets. No, no, no. When he's looking at himself in that fucking car and he's wearing the yellow shirt with he, all yeah, of that, yeah. and, and he's like, he "I look out. ridiculous." Like, it's that is great. It's no, so good. I no, the best part of that whole season, the best part of that whole show, is when he gets coffee with Misty Knight. Man, <laughs> Misty is. Fine as hell, and I was like, "Well, I'm gosh." Okay, I, I was like, "Wait a minute, Misty, Misty was the detective." Yes, yeah. Misty. Knight. Yeah, yeah. She um that first episode, man. Okay, was, if anything, mm. Misty kind of starts wearing thin on me because she can't. She seems like a caricature. Yeah, yeah. Of a black cop in Harlem. Yeah, I get it. A lot well, of a lot of that show kind of is sassy black cop. Very. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of... Uh, well, the show is... I don't I, want to say I'm stereotypical. Not, I'm no. not going to say the show is racially driven. It's equality driven. It's meant to show that they're all on the same level. Like yeah. uh, That's what Luke Cage keeps fighting for. Well, that Luke scene Cage when he's is standing in front of, hero. Well, he, that scene where he's standing in front of the Christmas Annex, and the uh, the dude comes up with the gun... Christmas Annex? The Christmas Annex. Christmas Annex. Yeah, no, but they call it the Christmas Annex. The the building? Yeah, it's the Christmas Annex building. Don't they call it the Christmas no, Annex? It it's the Christmas Annex building, not the Christmas Annex I building. I completely heard that differently the entire show. <laughs> That's why subtitles are important sometimes. <laughs> I, 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 use subtitles. I love subtitles. Um, I have a lot of oh, kids, so I have to use subtitles. Thank you for... Well, I didn't know who the fuck that was before this show. Like... Oh, you did? You didn't pay oh, attention yeah, you in totally history did. class, did you? I know. 
You didn't know either. There's no way. Yeah, I did. I've never heard that name before in my entire life, like that story or anything. Which one of us is Googling Christmas Addicts for many? <laughs> no, I mean, they explained it in the show. They explained who he was. Like, he gave, him, uh, he gave See, that one kid. And it's educational. And it's educational. He gave that one kid the uh, history lesson. Anyways, that's scene where he's standing in front of it, and um, the dude calls him the N word. Yes. Uh, and oh he just God, turns around yes. and goes off on that guy. It, that was that was. He's like, that's what you see scene. standing in front of this building named after a hero of our people. He's like, it's just, it just like, very rips good into him. I, it was it was really it was, great. Yeah. Like I said, it was a really powerful scene to to see him like standing up against and his, his. And I feel like this is our first street hero from Marvel. Oh, Not, and I don't mean it like he's from yeah. the streets, but like the way, just the way level. he operates. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And in another thing with the show, there's so much good imagery in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there, there's this one scene. It's, I think it's a first episode or two. Cottonmouth is up in his in his club, and he's looking over the club, and he stands just at that right distance away from that biggie painting where the crown yeah. is cocked on his yeah. head. That's just like that quick second where it's like, where it shows that, like, he's the king right now yeah. in Harlem. He, this is the, the motherfucker that runs the streets. So here's this nice imagery. And to what a surprise this. for him to not be the big dad. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, I'm not going to say how. No, because I'm, you come across that, but and you, you can you can ask Tiffany this. I I kind of kicked myself a little bit for not realizing who Mariah really was. Yeah. Yeah, I I did not that did not click. Until he, I started. At her I started and called her Black Mariah. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I started piecing it together. Uh, probably about an episode or two before. This they, is the first time um, one chick gets called Night Nurse too. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's uh, her name? Uh, Claire. You're talking about Rosario Dawson. Yes. Rosario yeah. Dawson is the only thing I know. I yeah, mean, that's, Claire. Uh, she's my all-time she's... celebrity crush. And like, the end where she grabs the um, the little self-defense. Uh, number? Yeah. Yes. I, I, are we getting a Night Nurse series? I don't I think so. I think so. But She'll probably guys... play a big part in Defenders and everything else, too. I'm glad you brought that up, because did you see who was teaching that class? No. Colleen Wing. Iron uh... Fist sidekick. Or, like, okay. not, okay, not, <laughs> not sidekick, but, like, he. It, it's one of Iron Fist's partners. Okay. Uh, Associates. And it has the Iron Fist... So, so guess who's going to be in her fifth uh, Netflix <laughs> Marvel? Event. She's pretty much been the biggest connecting factor of she all these is, Netflix so shows. So far, is she's she been a, the only. Is she a damn watcher? Besides, besides <laughs> a slight, is she a watcher. Besides a slight little like name drop or something yeah. here and there. Yeah, she's the only connecting factor in all these Netflix yeah. shows. Um, which lead, uh, leads us to Defenders. All we've really gotten from this is uh, we got that oh, teaser trailer. As you are, yeah. And then we've got an image of them standing outside of a van, which is very Down like by the river. <laughs> no, I thought '90s teen show. Because like that, Jessica Jones, I, just like, I don't even care, but I'm gonna look anyways. And Luke's like, I'm, I'm cool. I was, like, <laughs> I fucked her once. Like, I was briefly watching it on break at work. Uh, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw that, but there was a video attached. About them talking about. I'm all out of Jack in my Jack bottle. <laughs> uh, the upcoming series. 
and just about how, this how the different uh, characters fit in and how like all this is going to happen. And from what I gather, Daredevil is going to be like so anti-teaming up at first. Well, he's going to be the dark, brooding one out of the whole group. He's right? going to be the Batman. Exactly. <laughs> he, he's got. He's got to be. Um, ah, shit! What's his name from the Breakfast Club? Oh. Um, God damn it! Becky would divorce me if she knew that I couldn't think what, of that. What? What is it? All fingerless. Yeah, what the hell is Judd Nelson? Yeah, he's he's Judd Nelson. Forget about me. <laughs> he's going to be Judd Nelson. Um, but based on what I saw from that, like it's it's gonna tie in really well together. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if like episode one of the defenders, like they're all gonna come together, or if it's gonna be a slow. Or game. the whole the whole series is kind of them finally getting together. The last few episodes. I, think, I, I wonder if Coulson's gonna have to make a fucking appearance so they can kill him <laughs> and he can pull out his fucking Luke Cage trading cards. And... I think uh, what they should do is make this one a little longer because most of the seasons are like they're 13, about 13 12 episodes. or 13 episodes. 12 or 13 episodes. Maybe make this one somewhere around 17, maybe 20. 18, maybe 20, just to give it like four or five episodes to get them all. Well, and if, not, if not, if not, what I thought they were gonna do is like towards the end of each season, like towards the end of the Jessica Jones season, towards the end of the Luke Cage season, towards the end of Daredevil and stuff, they're going to start slightly like bringing, like, I thought in Luke Cage they're going to name drop Danny at some point. I was waiting for it. Like, I thought they were going to they're going to start, like, slowly, kind of how we got Luke and Jessica Jones. Yeah. Like, we already got introduced to him, we already got very familiar with him, even with most of his, like, his skill set. Then Which, by the time we got Luke Cage, we got hit, like, we got thrown into like, he's already who he is. Yeah. So it's like, but we already know, but, we, we already yeah, realized who he is prior, but then, but even without watching Jessica Jones, you can go and watch Luke Cage because they give you his whole origin. And right? I know a yeah. lot of people who are intending on watching Luke Cage, but don't intend on watching Jessica Jones, you are going to be a little confused. Yeah, a little. Uh, a little, and not terribly confused, but especially during the beginning there, uh, you're going to miss a lot of what they're talking about because of... Like what was going on in yeah. Jessica Jones? Plus, Jessica Jones is awesome. Watch yeah, it. It really is. Uh, that's definitely one of the I shows was not, I was not expecting it to be. That, that has been good. took me forever. It's honestly one of my favorite Marvel Netflix shows today. Well, it's had one of the best Marvel Universe villains portrayed. Oh like my God, yes. Dude. Like he did such a good job for playing such a Jessica. Unknown Jessica. Villain. I love David Tennant anyway. Dude. Yeah. Get, make David Tennant a fucking lovable, like, a lovable bad guy, but not like, oh, he's funny, but it's like, God, he's you so feel fucked up and sadistic. Well, yeah. And like, then there's times where it's, yes, you feel so sorry for him. And there's in times the same where you're like, oh, scene, no, fuck he him. can like, bring out different emotions. He can make you feel sorry for him and then immediately flip you around. And, and especially him. if yeah. you're like a Doctor Who fan or anything, like, if you if you were a Tennant fan prior, you have this love for Tennant because he's so fun and quirky. So once he's in this role, it's like not him whatsoever. Yeah. But it's so fucking good. And you can tell he loved it. Everyone Ooh. loves playing the bad guy. They always oh, yeah. Say that, yeah. And that's an old acting trope. It's always fun to play the villain. Well, and the thing, the other thing I've noticed with the these Netflix series is what they've done with the villains is they've made them very relatable. They they've brought them. Like, Some they we, have yes. Well, because. We don't have these extravagant like Ultron and Thanos and all that. We have Kingpin, 
He's just a guy. Uh, Punisher. He's just. And a guy. And what they did with Kingpin was really good. Like, like everything. Yeah. He was they a very broad. Like he wasn't just like you know in the Luke Kingpin Cage. we see in comics like big, just kind of intimidating dude. Like he was very fucking broken. There was a lot of backstory. To yeah. Him that like, and I'm not extremely familiar with Kingpin in the comics, but like I don't know if we ever seen anything like that as far as like his. Since I've read a lot of Spider Man, I've gotten to read a lot of Kingpin yeah. from there, but. Uh... And I actually, actually, I've read a lot of Daredevil too. So, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm more familiar with them than I thought. <laughs> um, okay, let's switch gears here and talk about something. I don't think any of us really do anything about. That's Legion. <laughs> okay, the only, only thing I this know is what I know. It's a show about a mutant. Now I do know it takes place in the within the X Men cinematic universe. Yeah, it's a part of that. Uh, now it's, it's going to be on what? It's before Days of Future Past, After Days of Future Past. Don't um, I don't, don't think about timelines. Don't think about the continuity. Just but because then we get no Wolverine somewhere in this fucking universe. How long? It almost seems like uh. it's going to be like a television drama about a mutant discovering his powers. I feel like it's going to go for one, maybe two seasons. Was it following Angel? Have we ever gotten Angel? You mean like from Buffy? No, no, yeah. the X Men. Uh, as far as like in movies or anything, yeah, yeah like twice we got him in what was it X Two? Yeah, and it makes yeah. no. And then we got him again in Apocalypse. <sighs> God damn it! <laughs> the fucking continuity. <laughs> Apocalypse wasn't bad. I agree. Yeah, no, it's no. I liked Apocalypse. I'm just saying that continuity. Yeah, the continuity hurts fucked. my fucking head. I do like that they yeah. did. They did try to like. This is why it's all. You know, fuck it. Put him in Legion. Why not? <laughs> Put him in Legion. Also. Yeah. But other than that, I know absolutely nothing about that show. Oh, I mean, I'm all for new shit. Oh, oh yeah. you, you want to throw some comic books on I, TV? I just don't for it. care about it. But it seems like there's only certain networks that I, I'm always like, that, like, fuck it, let them, let them have it. Netflix obviously has not let us down. Yeah. Uh, CW, for the most part, knows their shit. Or at least, like, if they start stumbling, they listen, they try to they're, correct they're it. About to, they're about to meet George Washington. On Legends tomorrow, they're going oh, back yeah. to. 17. I need to catch up so bad. They're going back to seventeen. So God, I need to catch up. <laughs> but uh, but, yeah, but, but the shows that are on, like, do you want the ex- the plot summary? It might as well. Yeah, just I mean, because I'm sure there are plenty of people who don't know. David this Pollard. This could be on Fox, isn't it? Uh, I'm assuming since it's owned by Fox. It was either Fox or USA or something. I have I, I think ninety nine percent. I don't know. It, it, okay. Fox. David Haller, aka Legion, is a haunted man with power beyond comprehension. His power does not come free, but at the steep cost of David's mind. Plagued by numerous split personalities, each commanding a different aspect of his power, David is trying to find his way back to sanity. But he's getting tired and about to give up until he meets the girl of his dreams. Okay, hold on. Let me get that right. So he has split personality, like. He's pretty schizophrenic, but each one of those personalities have their own unique skill set. Is that what I got? Like that's, each one of yeah, their own power. That sounds really cool. Yeah, that actually does sound kind of cool. Like not yeah. you're mentally and emotionally unstable, so you have multiple personalities, and each one of those personalities has their own fucking powers. It's like Moon Knight yeah. on crack. That's kind of dope. <laughs> Are you reading Moon Knight? That's kind of dope. Like I should be, but that alone just. 
just that part of the description got me excited for this. Yeah. I just want to see some crazy multi-personality. Um, I mean, it's, it's, a it's pretty much like if the new M. Night Shyamalan movie had superpowers. Yeah. You might. I don't know. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I watched a movie about fucking bowling. It's... It's uh, a comic book series, so I was going to watch it anyways. I was going to give it a shot, yeah. But, uh, yeah, now I'm a little excited for it. I'm, yeah. I'm still... I still don't care, no. but I'm, <laughs> I'm less apathetic about it than I was before. All right, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, this next topic... For the longest time, I was I was up with you guys, like actually, like I'll, me and you were the only we ones. We kicked him out of the room before. Right? Um, yeah, it's not necessarily that. Like I'm trying to avoid spoilers because I know basically what happened. Uh, my biggest thing is like I've been drinking and I want a cigarette, and you guys are more knowledgeable. So okay. like, I'm going to step off for a moment. All right, and uh, I'll return. Uh, another t- a bunch of stuff that's been working for us are the CW TV shows. Uh, that being Supergirl, Arrow. Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Now, you you stay caught up on Supergirl, right? I stay caught up on all of them. Okay, uh, and actually, I've not been watching this season in of succession Supergirl. of air date too. I watch them when they air, <laughs> just uh, in case. Supergirl, I've not been watching. I keep meaning to catch up on, but. Yeah. But as far as the others go, and especially with the the four part crossover when when all that happened, and they're like, oh yeah, here's a way to get back to us. <laughs> that was so fucking great. Uh, it was cheap but great. It, it like, was. They could have just been like Flashpoint, fucked everything up, and now these two universes exist with they, each other. Okay, let, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. All of the changes that have come from Flashpoint. Yes. So it fixed so many things that leading up to these seasons were like, well, that's that's not quite right. That's that's a little off. That wasn't like that. That's hot. Um, <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> oh, nice. See, benefits of, uh, of not having blinds. <laughs> but, but it's like, okay... All of this has now fixed itself. Yes. But so much more has gotten fucked up. So like, so now we have, okay, John has a boy instead of a girl. Yeah. We knew that John was supposed to have a well, boy. Well, that's the thing. The, the changes that happened are just too small for my taste. Because when Flashpoint happened in the comic books, fucking universe got rewritten. Like, the New 52 happened, and now all this Rebirth Watchmen stuff that's coming out of it, that that was Flashpoint. That's what Flashpoint did. It fucking changed everything. But, like, uh, when... And now, it's just like, oh, Barry used to own a pair of blue shoes, but now they're yellow. Well, but <laughs> think, think of some of the changes that it has brought us. We now have Jesse Quick. We now have... Kid Flash, uh, in you know, post it did give us Kid, Kid like, Flash. Although we could have gotten Kid Flash out of the way, we could have. Um, we probably would have either way. Connor Hawk is now a more easily explained thing from yeah. where Legends goes to the future, right. and that's the thing. Like it a lot of things, Legends has just kind of seemed separate the whole time. Yeah. But now, like if you go back and take into consideration some of the things that have changed because of Flashpoint. That makes sense. And, it, that, and like, it just shows you they've been playing the Marvel game on this. They've, they've been playing the long out. game. Yeah. Uh, so which is great. God, it Berlanti. Is. Jim Berlanti and, is just amazing. And now with, with 
you know, as we've said before, with Jeff Johns being, yeah. you know, up there at the top of DC. Yeah, he's controlling you know, he's all got, of it. He's got his hands in pretty much everything right now, including he's back to writing. Yeah. But... We'll get to know, that in a we, little bit. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, having everything that's built up, but then having that... Tr- the huge event of... <laughs> we've got... Okay, he went back in time and then came back. And then, like, his conversation with Jay and, like, everything that has happened. Then the invasion. Yeah. And how heavily all of these changes are weighing on Barry. How heavily, like, the tension between him and Cisco. Yeah. Because... I got mad for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everything that's happening with... um, uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. Caitlin uh, yeah. turned into Killer Frost. Like, with all of that happening. Oh, which is another thing. You guys gotta read fucking Justice League Suicide Squad. Uh, I've actually got it in my pool. That's one of the things that I'm gonna be picking up probably next week. There uh, was a random issue four of that in my pool. Is there? Uh, well, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Flashpoint, uh, I'll, I will argue, brought on a lot of emotional it, it brought on a lot of stuff that makes a great TV show but I mean if you just look at it categorically as a list of things that change so like some things are, are so minuscule but at the same time like there again okay John had a boy instead of a girl mm. but now that boy is it, going gonna to become Green Arrow yeah yeah um so I mean fair enough I mean some of the okay, changes I'll, I'll they seem small I thought it a little more downplayed but now yeah now I'm seeing it a little bigger than it was but still this was the perfect transition because they were moving Supergirl's production to Vancouver anyways they're moving uh well it's been well yeah it's been in Vancouver it was they just no no moved, they were they filming no they were filming in LA Really, really? Yeah, first season was filmed in L.A. Oh. Uh, and they're moving it to Vancouver. I would say the whole second uh, season's the been... Since CW changed. Yeah, I would say the whole second season um, has been in Vancouver. Because that's where they're... That's so where they were, they they were moving all. production to where they're filming everything anyways. They're having all these crossovers. It would have been just easy to, to do that. And I think the one reason they're not doing it is because they're afraid of having Supergirl as too easily accessible a tool for these other heroes. Because it's like, why would Barry I can see solve that, this yeah. problem when Supergirl, you could just be like, hey, Supergirl. And Superman is now in this universe. So it's yeah. not only just Supergirl, we have Supergirl and Superman. Like, But I think what they're neglecting is that uh, these, co- uh, these characters do have their own comic books. They do have their own villains. There are more than enough obstacles that they face without help. Yeah, you know, Green Arrow and Flash, they don't always team up. And if something happens, they don't always, oh, crap, Superman, come save us. (laughs) So it's like all of this could exist in the same worlds. Right. We have all the same cities. So I I think they missed a golden opportunity there. But that being said, the four-part crossover was really cool, except for it's not really a four-part crossover. It's a three-part Three. crossover. Yeah. And they, they even treat it that way from just the, like, intro, introduction. I didn't watch the Supergirl episode because, like, I, I saw was like, it's, it's, he comes in he's like, need your help. It's a, Supergirl, it's a Supergirl episode, like, I think tying up um, the story arc they were on there for a second. But randomly throughout that episode, portals are open. Like, they're standing there having Thanksgiving dinner, and they're in the middle of talking, and then all of a sudden just... 
opens up, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And the way they filmed it even made you feel like anxious like what the hell is happening yeah. uh like and then the scene just stops and it goes on to the next thing and it ends on um uh the the other dude i can't mon l saying is that a normal thing for this holiday because <laughs> he's a play. uh so yeah i mean like it had its merit but yeah it is really just the very end barry allen and cisco show up um but yeah, it was a three-part crossover. It was really cool seeing them interact, and uh, it brought a lot of stuff out to light, like that, like you didn't know how they were gonna get that news out to each other. All these different like secrets that had been hidden for a while, and here it is. And that was another like big reveal of the message from Barry. Yeah, like and it was, like where is that gonna go? You know, oh, this is good. Yeah, I thought we were froze up for a second. Just want to oh. make sure we're good. Uh, yeah, uh, and where's that gonna go? Like, what, I mean, like, what like is he we, talking about? We got so many things in all these different shows, yeah. and then in this, this crossover, it all came together, and it yeah. came together so well, and everyone got so mad at Barry. Like, right? he was yeah. just out Barry, quit fucking with the timeline. timeline. That's exactly it what really it is, what it is. That, and more or less, they're, they're, they got to a point where they were like, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, especially they Cisco. should. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not just fucking with the events that he's altered, yeah. like, directly, but obviously Diggle, there's a butterfly effect. There's a trickle-down effect. Yeah. Though, Diggle like, getting pissed off at him. Even, even Oliver, although Oliver was a little more chill about it and was like, yeah. I don't really know how to feel. He, he was still obviously like offset by this. He was yeah. still always like, dude, like you like, shit. What are you talking about? What the this? fuck did you fuck up about my life? That, that, yeah. Well, um, so so it's like like seeing all of this like come down on Barry as hard as it did, but then Oliver stepping up and being like, I'm not doing this without him. Yeah. So. Like everyone wanting Oliver to take the lead, he's like, "No, this this isn't my gig. This is his." Yeah. Like, it was a very it, it was a very pivotal moment, especially because, and it was almost like a, a commentary on how the shows are doing themselves. Yeah. Uh, because Flash has uh, run out in front. It really has. <laughs> Just, uh, a little on the nose, things. but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's really run out in front, and that's kind of like you know Stephen Amell saying like, "Look, I was top dog here, and now it's him." Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, and it uh, it show it also showcases that Barry is quite possibly the most powerful out of all. The- I mean, even with Supergirl standing right there, yeah, you know, I mean, he can control time more yeah. or less. So uh, it's not that. Simple, but still, yeah. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. A lot of people hated it. A lot of people shit all over it. And I, I'll say this: it seems a little rushed. It is a little quick, but it's it, it's a TV show. It's yeah, three episodes of a TV like, show. We we can't. And, and, and it's not like these Netflix shows where they have hours to build up to just this one point. Yeah, with these shows that are showing on every week. I mean, like 
Yeah, honestly, it's set up a Luke, little Luke different. Cage, like you have to kind of rush something. Luke Cage yeah. could be wrapped up in a, in a two hour fifteen minute movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, they've got thirteen hours to tell that story. So, yeah, they, so you they have that more time to flesh it out. Um, These like guys everything. have what forty four minute episodes, not counting commercials. Yeah, yeah. I think counting yeah, commercials, over, it's under thirty minutes. Well, no, uh, you get about forty four minutes. No. Excluding commercials, yeah. If you take because so, they're, they're, they're yeah, hour-long shows, so you got to think like over twenty-three episodes in a season. They have so they essentially have twenty-three hours to get all of this in. Well, probably closer to what twenty. Yeah. So they have twenty hours to get all of this in that they want to get done. So to take one episode from. Each of these shows to dedicate to this, I think they did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, while we're on the topic of CW shows, it's one thing that I kind of love and I'm kind of bothered by. Uh, recently, got announced. Well, actually, a while back, it got announced there was going to be a Constantine animated series, and then recently got announced that Matt Ryan, the guy who played the live action Constantine on the Sci-Fi Show, uh, is going to be NBC. doing the voice. Huh? NBC. Uh, was, oh yeah, it was, it was on ABC. ABC. It was on it. Sci-fi was going ABC. to pick it up, and then they decided to drop that idea. ABC, wasn't it? No, it was NBC. Because NBC. remember, in the it Arrow was episode, it was he requests the peacock feather, and all he does <laughs> is scratch his back with it. That's right. As a That's little right. subtle nod uh, uh, up yours. And we, all, we, I mean, we also got him as the. We're getting him as the voice as John Constantine yeah. in the Justice League Dark uh, animated movie as well. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I, but, think, I think what it was, they found, they all realized, like, we found our John Constantine. Yeah. We just need to fucking keep him. Like, so whether that's Did you guys throwing his voice see... in on an animated movie or throwing his voice in an animated series or keeping him as live okay. action. Regardless, we found yeah. our John fucking Constantine. Yeah, and then CW picked up the Constantine live action shows. show. And they have. They put him in Arrow. They put yeah. him in... No, CW is has picked up the rights to the well, live yeah, action. Well, yeah, and they're doing an the animated series. That's what we're discussing. Yeah, no, it's live action. No, well, the the most recent thing that has been announced is that it will be animated and it'll be on the CW. No, app. no, no. He's saying that they have the rights to do a live. Oh, yes, action they, they do. Yeah. to bring. But that's not that's action. not what they're doing. Yeah, they're going right to do an animated. They're doing what that announcement was. No, no, no. They're doing an animated show. And it's going to be on the CW app and the website the same way Vic, they yeah. same way they introduced Vixen before they brought her in live. And now uh, he mentioned this while we were talking about the structure of the show, figuring out where our topics were going to be. Because uh, I was worried that it wouldn't be in continuity with the CW Berlantiverse, but appa- uh, apparently Vixen is. So this should be. It's, this is supposed to be in in same continuity, same universe. What I think they're doing, they're. I think this is just their way of being like, okay, this is our way to continue this John Constantine story, start tying him into our universe, and if it does good, fuck it, we'll probably make we'll make a live action show. That. So that's essentially what they did with Vixen. They were testing her out by seeing like what what some of the fan reactions were to that little animated series they had on the on the site and on the app, and got nothing but fucking positive you feedback. Know what I would, so they brought her into the show. You know what I'd absolutely love? Uh, I've been watching Lucifer, which is based off mm-hmm. of a DC Vertigo book. Um, and John Constantine is a DC character. And he also can hop dimensional planes. So Ooh. I would love I so much if Matt Ryan ended up being Constantine on Lucifer. And popped in there. Because... Uh, 
like if you're not sure, Lucifer's not a bad guy yeah. in this show. He, I mean, like they pretty much play it right to the statement he's a fallen angel. Angels are the good guys, mm-hmm. you know. So he's not a completely terrible person. He's just extremely bitter yeah. about a lot of things. And he said, you know what? To hell with hell. I I just want to go live on Earth. And he opens up a nightclub and a lot of other stuff happens. It's a great show. But that would be awesome. Seeing, because he is, that would be. I don't know the actor's name, but the guy playing Lucifer is so fucking charming and like witty. But also, he's got this very dark side to him. And I would love to see that interaction with Matt Ryan's Constantine. Because it's almost the same thing, but they're kind of the two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Kind of it'll it'll be a that. fun interaction, though, at least. Oh, it'll be great. The banter. Touching on the banter, that yeah. kind of character. Did anyone keep up on Preacher? I still uh, haven't started. I haven't even started I'm, yet. I'm I've seen to. the first couple That's episodes. That's a Vertigo show, right? No. It's yeah, a yeah, Vertigo yeah. title? Um, yeah. It, from the only, really, the only, the only thing I've heard from it, there's uh, somebody I know, he's not too familiar with comics, he started watching the show, and then he started reading the book. Mark? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't even going to mention that fucker's name. But, uh, I'm gonna pee real started, quick. Started. He he, he started the show, and then he then I I got him the books, and he read that, and he said that for the most part, like the first few episodes are kind of aren't really in the book. Some parts are. It's a little bit like a, a little bit of a story prior, and then from there on out, like once it does catch up to where the book starts, it's it's pretty fucking close. It's pretty accurate throughout throughout the whole way. Well, and like what I saw, it was really good. Really uh, different. Having mm-hmm. not read any of the preacher series, I was I was digging it, and then I just never kept watching it. And I'm, I haven't necessarily like gained full faith the same way I do with like Disney, Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, or like Netflix, Marvel shit like that. I haven't necessarily gained full faith in AMC shows, but for the most part, most of AMC shows have been yeah. Top notch. Well, and that's that's another. And that's thing. everything from fucking Walking Dead to uh, Into the Badlands, of course, Breaking Bad, like all of um, Like touching back a little bit on like the comic shows. Whatever happened with Outcast? Like I know the whole first season. Well, you know the Outcast. The, okay, Outcast was originally picked up like after Walking Dead became the phenomenon that it did. Outcast, like AMC, wanted Robert Kirkman to write another show. Essentially based off a comic. He had the idea for Outcast. There were no comics written yet. So he made the he, he agreed he, he had this contract for the for a the show adaption of Outcast before even the first issue was even written. So he from issue one on of Outcast, he, he's been writing it with the show in mind. Kind of to try to do it somewhat the same way he did Walking Dead, where the basics are going to be the same in the comic and the show, but the details are going to be so different that you can enjoy them both separately. Or if you're a fan of the comic and then go watch the show, you could see the differences, but see the similarities. Uh, but as far as when it's coming out, I have no idea. Uh, there's a there's a Nerdist. There's an episode of the Nerdist podcast with Robert Kirkman that came out a few months ago. I'd say about October. It's right before. Uh, why couldn't was, he have picked Invincible? Because because that's not what AMC wanted. AMC <laughs> wanted something 
along the lines of Walking Dead with the 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 horror with the well, craziness. Well, you got to think of American Horror Story is really popular. Yeah, um, you've got to look at not not just like what things. the fans would want, but yeah. you got to look at like as far as a TV network goes. Marketing. They standpoint. look at everything else that's being successful on all these other networks, and you know, I mean. It just in general, so they try to figure out what everybody wants at that time. Yeah. And at that time is they want supernatural thrillers. They want shit that has some gore in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as far as Outcast goes, like I said, I know that originally it was when they agreed to do it. Nice. It was going to be it. He, he agreed to do the show before there was even comics written yeah. for it. Like he started writing the comics after he agreed to make a show, and. That's cool. And even a few months ago, we saw a uh, at most comic shops they have that little advertisement for the uh, what is it, Cinemax or Showtime that's going to be coming out with it. I have no idea. It's either Cinemax or Showtime. One of them is going to be coming out with Outcast. Uh, it should be coming out soon. I'd say. Uh, I want to say it was coming out sometime this year, but I don't know exactly when. Well, using that as a transition to our next topic. Yeah. Uh, another. Um, Comic show, well, comic Robert show. Kirkman. I wanted to say uh, video game show for some reason. No. Uh, another comic I mean, there book is show. A video game. Yeah, uh, a few of them. Yeah. Anyways, another comic book show that has been like just all over nerd news. You may have heard blowing <laughs> the fuck up. It has it a few viewers. The Walking Dead. One or two issues are out. A couple, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a few volumes. <laughs> uh, the Walking Dead recently started the uh, prologue to. The All That War storyline yeah. on the TV show. And uh, the main part of that, the main uh, catalyst for that is Negan. This character that is just, he dominates the panel when he's in it. You can't help but love every second that you're reading love him, but hate, hate that he's still alive. Mm. You want him to die. You want to see Rick fucking rip his throat so, out. I'm but take this moment to say I haven't watched past the first two or three episodes of this season. Okay. That's mainly what I'll but be talking I don't, about. I don't mind this for the most part. Uh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, but anyways, yes, Negan is this just dominating mm. force in The Walking Dead. Full More of than... fucking char- charisma and just so sadistic, yeah. but in such a, like... Fun uncle sort of way, right? <laughs> yes. You know oh my I mean? god, that is the perfect way to put. It. Like, like he's he says all this fucked up shit. But it really, it's like the drunk uncle. They're like, they're like Becky's getting tits. There's a <laughs> exactly. Becky's exactly. Getting, like that. You're not supposed to say that about your name. I don't mean I want to fuck her. I'm like, say yeah. she has a nice rap. Yeah, she's just getting some tits on her. <laughs> He's, like, he's that drunk uncle where you're in the back. Like, I want to said that, but he makes a good point. He's, she, Becky is good at tits. Like, she's in beauty. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, that's the subject of the night. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like, Jeffrey Negan Morgan as Negan. Wow. All right. Whenever, one of the first casting choices I heard before it was ever announced was uh, John Hamm. Is that his name, John Hamm? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, yeah, that was one of the first. That times. was, I was like, like okay. when I heard that, I'm like, you know what? Look wise, fucking perfect. I can see it. I haven't really seen him in any role where it's like he's kind of a dick. Except for just recently, I seen that he's in an episode of Black Mirror, and he's kind of a dick in that one, and I love it. Um, but he, I haven't actually really seen him in any roles. I didn't really watch a lot of Mad Men. I know there's yeah. some some parts of that show where he's 
he can be an asshole, but he's not a bad guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's not the villain in it. Um, so, that kind of came and went, and then whenever Jeffrey Dean Morgan was first rumored, I was like, ooh, that's fucking good. Like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's a shit, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, you know our love for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I mean, the Everything, comedian. comedian. Uh, dude, if we want to go into chick flicks, dude, P.S. I love you. P.S. I love you uh, is a great love one. It. Hey, uh, uh, the Winchester dad. Yeah, and he's fucking Thomas <laughs> Wayne. Yeah, he's fucking Thomas Wayne. I wish we would have gotten more of that. There's one we more Batman. You never Just know. We might. Batman you never know. We know. might. You never know. Because I with know. Maggie, I can't remember her name. Uh, Laura, <laughs> Laura Cohen. Yeah. Uh, with Maggie as Martha Wayne, especially the haircut and shit, she looks an awful lot like Martha Wayne in the Flashpoint story where she becomes Joker and shit. Could you, just just for a quick second, I know we'll I never get it, it, but just for a quick second, let's go <laughs> off into the wild, man. And imagine her as that female Joker from the Flashpoint storyline with Jeffrey yeah, Dean Morgan. Oh, no. she has the smile. Oh, my God. With Jeffrey Dean Morgan as that Batman. That would be an amazing uh, movie all on its own. I'm, I'm, I think it just came. I, I saw him get hard. <laughs> he saw a little, little, little pinhole. Fucking, uh, yeah, no, but Jeffrey J. Morgan owns this role. Everything I just described about Negan, he portrays it. When he's on screen, that's where your eyes are. And in that, Every season, in that season premiere of this season, we all went into it, of course, wondering who's he going to kill. Yeah. We know who he kills in the comics. And yes. we're like, okay. It's possible, but like, let's look at the track record of the show. They like to switch up characters. Yeah, they, they're they known like to keep for you changing guessing. the script. And of course, that's exactly what they do. They give you a whole different character they kill off. But then, they trick you into tricking you, and then they fuck you, and, and then they make you mad, and you, you know fucking tables, the and you get a divorce with your wife, and you fucking, you banning your kids, <laughs> because they fucking did it anyway. I know, what that's what I did. Uh, or so I've heard. Uh, anyways, no, the scene becomes Negan. Oh my god! It like personified, dude. Because it, it's oh so god. tense and it's so evil when it happens, and then and not just moment, that part of it, but whenever he has Carl down on the ground and he's he's telling Rick like, cut his fucking hand off, yeah. like you're cutting off his arm. Yeah. Like for a moment there, you truly like you. I you're in Rick's position. You feel sick to your stomach. You feel like crying. And it's like, and you think in your head, like, there's no fucking way out of this. And then Carl looks over. He's like, it's, all, it's okay, Dad. Like, you've got to do it. Like, that. God damn it. That's some good me fucking storytelling, man. Just fucked me up. I mean, yeah, every time it, that scene, uh, that episode makes you feel safe, it turns it tears around that and away from you hurts so you. fucking quickly. And all the way up to the end. When, yeah. when they're dragging away. Dude, uh, I mean, the body. And, and, and even. In episodes post that episode, dude, like there's it trickles throughout up until the fucking mid season finale. It's like yeah, n- every like everybody has that little tiny bit of security that they felt was just ripped and away. Every time Negan's there, you're nervous. Exactly. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what he's going to say. Town, and he's sitting in Rick's home, and he's like playing with sitting Judith. there with Judith. Yeah, like, like the whole time, the like you're on the edge of your happen? seat, and you're like you're so anxious because you know like this motherfucker just will. Bust open a skull, no hesitation, and you were, and laugh about it. And you were already, you were and in this was, place of uh, like security because they didn't find Judith the first time they, yeah. they came to Alexandria. And, so. the thing, and the thing is, like Judith is living on borrowed time. Yeah, 
She's, because in the comics, she died a long ago. She, she died, died. She died at the prison. She, yeah, she died at the prison whenever the governor first invaded. Yeah, that's the same time Lori died. Uh, Lori gives birth to it, and they're running out of the prison. She's and holding. Get yeah, shot. she gets shot from behind. She gets shot from behind with a shotgun. So she's already living on borrowed time. Yeah. So like anytime that Judith is in any kind of jeopardy. I get anxious, not because it's like, oh my god, there's a baby and I might get hurt, because I'm just like, they're about to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> like, and that's the same way I felt with Abraham. That's what's, why. That's why whenever. Oh god, the, what's that, in the spaghetti? That's, that's why. Is it the last, the last uh, season finale, whenever they left us hanging on who they killed, the my very first, my very first legitimate thought on who it was was Abraham, because I'm like, he is one, like he's become a favorite. Yeah. He's on borrowed he time. On borrowed time too. The only other, the only person I was like that would be as effective would be Daryl, and they're not going to kill Daryl. No, absolutely. Like I, I, I started getting, I started wondering. I'm like, you know, Norman Reedus does have another show. He's starting to pick up more movie roles. Like it seems like he has a lot of extra time. And and here's the Did thing: Did they kill him? Here's the thing no, about um, Daryl that is going to make this all so much more interesting because for a while there they were doing scene for scene. The comics, yeah. Like, it, I mean, for the maybe the first three episodes, it was just every everything was almost completely ripped right out of the comics, and it made you think that's how this is gonna go, and you forget that Daryl is there because the one time Daryl does stand up, it ends up badly. He fucks it all up, and then after that, you just kind of forget Daryl's a part of this, and then when he um, when he makes it back to well, the group, well, 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 they have they have that whole episode with him and the. Uh... Uh, what was that song playing on repeat? Uh, it was the theme song to Who's the Boss. Yeah. <laughs> on Easy Street. Easy Street, yeah. And it all feels so sweet. Uh, I mean, they had that, then they had whenever they Carl whenever Carl wind up going to the Savior's I mean, yeah. home base, whatever. Uh, that's another thing, dude. Like we, We're starting to see a lot more of Carl... Do Carl shit, which is yeah. go off on his fucking go when he knows he's well, still... post and... post getting shot in the fucking face. That's how it is in the comics. I mean, yeah. that's when he starts Ooh, being like, "Dad, real quick, let me do my thing." Have you heard? Have you seen anything on this fan theory about? Uh, it's all, all it's all Carl's story. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Old and now Carl. I really want it. I got. We'll, we'll see. Really we'll see. Where I've it been goes. hearing that for a while. Yeah, but like, they, there's a lot of like, there's there's a lot of good reasons because it's like. Anytime Rick's on, anytime Rick's the focal point, like think of how you always think of your dad. Like your dad's the superhero. Your dad, you know, what I mean, is how many times has, has has Rick been the hero and kind of like a ex machina way save the fucking day? Like yeah. a few fucking times, you know what I mean? Like I get. Uh, it. I mean, it's from the theory. early seasons, like maybe even around season two or three, people have been saying like this is this is a story about Carl because there's and no it kind way of is. Rick like can live in in, in in general. It kind of is Carl's story. God, yes. I'm not looking forward to crying when Rick dies. Like, no, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It needs to happen. God damn it. They're all going to die. I'm going to fucking cry. Is it Rick still alive? <laughs> Rick's still alive in the comics. Oh, too. yeah. Dude, Negan's still Rick, alive. Rick is so fucked up in the comics. He's missing a hand. That's from early on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That, that happened way earlier. After the fight with Negan, he can't walk right now. Yeah. And he's still fending off two fucking dudes at one time. And There's Negan's two, still alive. Two like, dudes. Why the fuck haven't they killed this motherfucker off? Yeah. Two dudes attack him because they and don't you understand, like the way he's running Do you understand how, how much time has passed since Negan was first introduced to where he's at now in the comics? Like, Negan's gonna fucking, like... Oh, no. All these people that's like, well, it's going to be like a governor after a season or two. 
Negan's going. No, Negan's with us for like no. until whenever. Well, no, no, no. We don't still know. Around. We don't know that uh, because I mean, again, Dude, they he do ties into a lot of like fucking big stories. And we're talking. We're also talking Jeffrey and Duke Morgan. Anytime he's on a TV show, he's not there for long. No, but yeah. like, I'm sorry, but you're gonna if if you're gonna fucking cast somebody for such a big character role yeah. in the story was so much that he's still around and a lot of the big fucking big story arcs that happen after his introduction are tied directly to him mm. they need to they need to keep him around the 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 whisper war which is the most recent thing that's been going on i i could easily see negan being removed from that i can too still until still it, until it comes time for uh What's her name? The whisper, the chick yeah. that he's. Yeah, well, yeah, when he kills the yeah. the alpha, alpha, that's alpha, what yeah, when he kills alpha, alpha yeah, five. alpha five, alpha, yes. when he kills alpha five for being a horrendous, fucking bull hater. Awful. Fuck. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. Now, um, real quick, yeah. I just want to say Ezekiel and his tiger, fucking sweet, fucking tiger. I was so worried they weren't going to do the tiger, and they did the tiger. That's awesome. <laughs> Ugh, the tiger. <laughs> I want it. I can't wait to see it kill things. I know, because <laughs> there's this there's this part in the all all out war storyline coming up where they're like, I mean, there's this big battle and the tiger is a big there's a big all out war going on. There's this there's a war and it's all out. It's all out. Sticks out. <laughs> it's all that Keenan and Kel. <laughs> it's all over orange soda. Speaking of which, Lexington. Yeah, Kel Mitchell's gonna be. There. Uh, yeah, we're we're planning on going to Lexington, uh, and if we get to meet Kel, we're gonna have him sign. I'm bringing orange soda, soda for fucking sure. Dude. I'm Fuck orange soda. yes, we're bringing orange soda if I don't drink it all. Us uh, and millions of other people. He's oh probably, yeah, he's he probably, probably hates, so sick. He probably fucking hates seeing bottles of orange soda. He we're probably gonna, fucking despises it. We're gonna do it anyway. I'm bringing grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know if you're doing this to make it a break from the orange soda or it's a or it's a racist thing because I'm black and it's grape soda. Can, which which, would, which would make you want to sign it more? Can it be both? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, oh, pretty much Walking Dead, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Negan. It's awesome. Fucking I mean, awesome. Get, if you're not caught up, get caught up. If you don't yeah. like the show, your reason is probably bullshit. I hate talking to people who don't like the show. Because half the time they have I hate talking to people who don't like the show because they're like, it, it just gets too much hype. There's a fucking reason no, it gets so much hype. The one thing I always hear, it's a zombie soap opera. First of all, no, Warm Bodies is a zombie soap opera. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> and, and, that's, and, and people love that fucking movie. This is about people. Just because it's about people doesn't mean it's that a it's a it's a human being. It's a drama about human beings yeah. that happens to be set in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I mean, I you, people fucking zombie? die. They're trying to no. survive. What do you no. expect? It's gonna be emotional. Technically, I zombie. Fuck. It doesn't take place during a zombie apocalypse. Oh, the apocalypse is just yeah. It's, it, it's kind of like a, a fucking virus. It's it's Abby McBeal. It's really what. First of all, you mean Allie McBeal? <laughs> Whatever. And no, it is. That shows not. you how much I give a fuck about. Have you watched the Alex show, Alex McBeal? Have you read what? the comic? Have you watched the show, Bob? What? Which one? Eye Zombie. Allie McBeal. Eye Zombie. <laughs> I've watched it. Allie Zombie. I don't like it. Allie Zombie. And I think that I think the the chick who plays Liv Moore, she's if she does not get like just a shit ton of work after this, 
it'll be amazing because she, uh, she practically has to play a different character every episode. Oh, no, I think that's dope. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, anyways, okay. Moving on from that to, again, no good transition here. Injustice 2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Injustice okay. 2. Let's talk about that. So, have you guys oh, yeah. seen the newest, uh, the newest trailer? Uh, yes. The, the cinematic trailer? Yeah. The, with the, with all the titties. Yes. Yes, that one. Okay. It was so, on Pornhub, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one. So it's an Axel Braun Perry. At the end, when the when the guy walks in with the the big thing and does the does the stuff, but no. I need um, right now, okay, at the at the end of that cinematic trailer, <laughs> it, it shows us Dark Side, right? Yeah. Okay, that got announced weeks ago on accident. You know what's funny though? They covered it up well. Did PlayStation do it completely over my head? Uh, but they covered it up really well. But PlayStation Network, uh, dropped the ball. they dropped the ball so hard. They need to stop doing that. They they put up if like when you pre-order, you get what's to up, play, Jason? Uh, as ha 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 he knows. So so that got revealed on accident weeks ago. Here's here's my problem. Um, I want Darkseid to be a big part of the story. I so do. if he's special pre-order DLC, that probably means he's removed. Well, yeah. I don't know if he's like special pre-order DLC or if that just makes him a playable character. Because so what's the difference? Like he could still be part of the story, but <laughs> you can't play as him. Unless you're oh, okay, all right, yeah, I see what you're saying. Now. So, so I can see that. Which wasn't he thing. part of the, well, the first Injustice game? You just couldn't play as him. No, he, well, I don't but, believe he was but in with there at all. This one, it's Brainiac, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Brainiac's behind he looks it all. Dope. That's gonna be so cool too. You know, so, like, oh, make, Brainiac in a movie. I want Metallo and Brainiac mm-hmm. in a movie. That'd be good. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. good. That'd be a good team up too. Yeah, like, I can dig it. Let's have it. Fuck you, Warner. Listen, Brothers. Warner Brothers. I know you're watching. You Jeff have to Johns. be watching. Fuck you're one of our call. Jeff Johns. Wait, let's pray to Jeff Johns. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hands off. Our, our father, father, who art in DC. Jeff Johns, Johns be, be thy name. Cal will be thy name. <laughs> uh, okay, but no, yeah. I mean, it, the game looks great. Uh, cinematic trailer, obviously. You can't take too much from that, no. except for that Superman's costume looks like shit. <laughs> I hate this. Just what tiny the, little Superman symbol? It doesn't even have the yellow. It's just the red. And what's up with like Batman's being infused with the green, which I'm assuming is kryptonite, and like yeah. Superman's being infused with what looks like lightning? Yeah. And like, what is what is this whole battle suit thing? I read an article that said it was going to be. I did like, the battle suit stuff to a to a point. I see it as being like once you build up your special, you release it. It's and an adaptability. Like, you throw it on. Like. There's the way they explained it. There's a reason but, for it. like there's a very good reason for it. Like an adaptability to the situation type thing. Yeah. But like I still want to know how it comes about. Why is it there? Like who made well, it? Was it Batman? You know like, what? It's probably gonna be one of those super brief things. Like oh, here's this pill. It's gonna make you not die. Here's, <laughs> yeah, here's this pill. It's gonna change your costume every day. Keep your dick <laughs> Take this pill. Why? Don't ask. Don't ask. It's, it's gonna be 
This is going to get really hot and really funny do, here. Do I black out for 12 hours or does it keep my dick hard? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Both. Both. Yes. Wow, this is going to be a great video game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a um, itch. But anyways, yeah, I think it's pretty cool that that's coming out. I mean, I'm going to buy it. Uh, oh. I mean, this statue right here, I don't know how well mm. you guys can see it, but this statue right here came with the first... Injustice so game, sick. and it's so it home with me tonight. awesome. Like, I mean, they hit all the elements. It's it's great. I mean, seriously, down down to the detail. There's a little batarang. Look at the detail on the tits on Wonder Woman. There's a batarang stuck in the in the Kryptonian pod. Like and that's how tits. much detail. Oh, yeah, there's a batarang. There's a batarang stuck Fuck in those, those tits. tits. They should have done that. They really should have. <laughs> great. I would have bought two of them. Um, guys, let's uh let's go ahead and. Uh, revert back to the thing that brought us all to the table. And Dicks. that's comic books. Dicks yes. and comic books. And comic books. You can tell Bob's been drinking through the progression of this this podcast. <laughs> it is like it has slowly devolved into all just dicks and tits. Dicks and tits. Dicks, dicks and tits in that order. You know what I want to go home to? Dicks and tits. Dicks and tits. They're everywhere. They're all over his I house. I think that one it's, it's they it's are. getting to be a problem. Just the health inspector. The health inspector came in like there are too many naked men. The fucking, <laughs> fire marshal came in and says this is this really can only hold the capacity of two hundred and fifty dicks. You're up to two seventy five. That's twenty five dicks past capacity. This is a this is a fucking fire hazard. <laughs> fucking fire. You're, you'll never be able to get all these dicks out there as an emergency. There, there. Uh, but anyways, we would have lost a few oh dicks God. at least. Now all I'm thinking about is dicks near like the furnace. <laughs> Like most Wednesdays. By the fireplace. All, all I can think about is dicks in places where they shouldn't like dicks be. Dicks in front of a fireplace on a bearskin rug, like. <laughs> but not like not dicks in places they shouldn't be like a sex thing. Dicks in places where they shouldn't be like in the home, like, like next to your just, lamp. That shouldn't be on the chandelier. Just get that out of the dishwater. Get the dish it out wire. of my coffee creamer. <laughs> why? Why? Why is the dick on the soap? All right. We're talking about dicks. It's also on your mind. Let's talk about some comic books. Can't stop thinking about dicks. <laughs> Vainy triumphant bastards. <laughs> Angry sons of bitches. Uh, anyways, uh, let's talk about comic books. We have missed talking about a lot of stuff. Now, here's the thing that bothers me. I've actually missed reading. You guys are so fucking up to date on all this image shit. But there's this like huge crap going on above Marvel and DC. And for some reason, I'm the only one. Well, do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? You have the nine times out of fucking ten, Marvel makes such a big deal out of whatever their next big fucking thing is that I get really excited for, and then it's like three to one issue, and it's like, okay, this is going to be a slow burn. I'm going to hold off, let a few issues come out, then I'm going to binge those few issues and get into it. And then I find out mainly from like Odell, because he's really the only one that keeps up with it, it's like, yeah, it wasn't that good. <laughs> well, that so seems to be a boring. lot of times, I just, you know, to me, I love, I love my Marvel and DC heroes. I love my Marvel and DC heroes. Of course, who we grew up on. It's but, not. It's not but the thing. It's as not far the, as it's the characters. As far as the quantity of good material that I read per issues that I read. The quality so say, versus quantity. Say every fucking ten issues I read of independent stuff, whether that's Image, Boom, Dark Horse, any of them. Ten out of nine to ten out of ten are going to be fucking good books. Like, I have yet to be let down. Very few times. Like, there's a few image titles recently that, like, Power Lines, I was not feeling whatsoever. Granted, I only got one issue into it, but, like, I could tell by the first couple pages I wasn't going to like it. 
Now when it comes to Marvel and shit, Channel like, block blues. we have all these characters that I'm so familiar with, so it's like part like part of it right there of the job is done. It's like I know these characters, there's no build up for it. Like I know I know what to expect from these characters, or I know give or take what kind of I can expect. But sometimes it's shit like Civil War Two, where yeah, condensed down some good some cool shit happened. I don't know, I didn't fucking read it. But let's say some cool shit happened. But overall, as a story, like... I think it's safe to say most of the cool shit happened in the tie-ins. Mm, most. I most read, of cool like, 90% in, of most the cool tie-ins. Shit, most of the cool shit happened in issues I had nothing to fucking do with. Some of the coolest stuff from the tie-ins was the stuff in Captain America. And it wasn't even, like, about the Civil War. You just get to see, like, him... He's sneaking around during, the, like, all these big events of the so, Civil War. And he's just fucking America. sneaking around doing his own hydrogen. And just awesome. from your description, I just picture, like, heroes talking and him, like, in the background going, like... It was literally that. Hydra. <laughs> it was almost literally that. But, um, speaking, okay. of, speaking of Captain America sneaking around, have you guys seen that video of Chris Evans in the, uh... The comic shop thing? Yeah. I started watching it earlier, but I didn't watch it. It's fucking pretty cool. It's pretty fun. But Uh, but let's talk about Civil War. Okay. Uh, Civil War 2. You guys guys talk. I I expected so much more. I expected more. I I expected nothing. That's why I didn't read it. (laughs) Saying saying that I expected more. He's so matter-of-factly about the whole thing. Hey. Fucking, I don't lie to our fans. All our millions and millions of one fan out there watching. Hey, there are two people. One of them is me. Two. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's me and Bob. God damn it. <laughs> oh, there's three. Uh, but no, like, saying that I expected more is a, a huge understatement. It had so much potential like, some of the key things that happen, like... I think a lot of people are letting that get in their way of understanding what it is, though. Like, Civil War is not... Civil War Two is not about the, the issue at hand. It should be. Like, you would think it would be. But the issue at hand is simply just a benchmarker. It's, it's a baseline. What, what's going on in Civil War Two is you've got two people... Two very powerful uh, people. One extremely intelligent who has lost the most important person both of their lives. And they are using this catalyst to, to enact these childish, selfish feelings that they're feeling in order to take it out on each other. Because one just so happens to actually believe... They both just so happen to actually believe in the opposite side of the issue. And... Tony Stark actually coming out to be the more um, logical, the more him. logical one because he, the way he's looking at it, the way he looks at everything, even through emotional states, is like he the science. Everything. Yeah, the analytics yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, science, the science. Where she is saying, you know what, we're saving lives. I don't care how we're doing it. Fuck you. I'm right. That's her side of it. Yeah, it's and the thing is, and it painted exactly, her to be so terrible. Yeah, yeah, but it, like it's exact. She is exactly how he was in the first Civil War. He was so adamant on being right. Yeah. you couldn't you couldn't tell him otherwise. And and bringing back in the the personal tragedy that they both suffered. Oh this, yeah. The people people also are hating on this because it they feel like it 
deconstructed their their hero. Like Captain Marvel had this whole like like she the wheels were turning. She was finally becoming really popular and stuff. People were loving Captain Marvel, and then they feel like they just tore her down. Uh, who in emotional duress is themselves though? Like, well, and, and that's the thing. Like I don't necessarily feel like they tore her down as much as. They they showed more of her human side, like they they showed that she's affected by her emotions. And you gotta think, it's not just Rhodey's death on her conscience. I don't think it's, she feels as harshly. Well, Rhodey died. <laughs> Fuck spoilers. Well, wait a minute, you didn't. I'm you didn't know that. I was gonna say that. That was everywhere. Um, it, not just that, but. Um, Bruce Banner it probably not weighing in as much on her as it is uh, yeah. Tony Stark because Tony Stark was a lot closer. But she, you know, she's got all these uh, issues with being um, a member of the, a high-ranking member of the military. She's commander of the Alpha Flight team. Uh, I mean, she's got a lot on her plate, and yeah. it's just too much for anyone. Well, and it's like, okay, she lost Rhodey. Tony lost Rhodey, and then and like I said, that's the main that's the yeah, main like that's that you that's can... what started it yeah. So but Callis. then it just it takes off from there, and so much more happens, and then they bring him um, Ulysses yeah, and that that like it he is it my fuels the fire. He is my biggest problem in this entire yeah. thing. Is not necessarily. The way that they use him, because I, again, I mean, that really is just again. There's this pillar, and they're using it. They're they're using it as an excuse to take out their emotions. But what bothers me is at the end, like there's so much more that could have come out of this. Oh but it's like the writers were yeah, like, we like, have no idea what to do with this now. So uh, they're like, he's a god now. Later, yeah, like they just stop trying. Yeah, okay, Ulysses. He can see potential futures, which, by the way, I love the fact that Tony figured all this out, presented all of this evidence with Hank McCoy backing him up. Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't believe you. No, fuck you. Nope. Nope. But, like... How about this? I did a little science myself, and I've got a few results here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what she did. But, you know, it, it goes into that whole, like... He can see potential futures. And these visions get stronger and stronger as his power grows. Now he's just a celestial being. Now he's just gone. Bye. There was no... I mean, they could bring him back, but now they've set him him up for being so much more than he needed to be. Well, and the thing is, like, the way they did all that. Okay, yeah, we we got some of that cool, like, Ulysses was in, like, that alternate realm yeah. or whatever. Like, all that was going on. Okay, that was kind of cool. That did give a little bit of setup, but no foreshadowing. No, like... Nope. This is leading up to you being up there with, like, the Watcher and Galactus. And and... That's the that's the problem with Bendis, is he's more of a big-picture kind of guy. He it doesn't really sweat the small stuff. To an extent. Well, and you gotta think he's he's done all these runs like that have went for dozens of issues, so he has all this time to set up all these stories. 
and you give him eight issues to do Marvel Civil War 2 encompassing the entire Marvel Universe, what can you really do in eight issues? I I love... But it was... Yeah, it was too abrupt. I love what I stated about it, is that it's not, it's not about the Civil War. It's not about the reason that there is... Uh, a dividing line it's about them and their emotional state not knowing how to handle it and using these excuses as ways to take it out on each other because they blame each other they love each other but they blame each other and And like i i gotta give the the final battle if that's not a relatable story i don't know what the fuck yeah like the the final battle between tony and carol that was really good yeah. Like I, I enjoyed oh, those scenes. Shit. It was, it's especially because like they had that that dialogue going between yeah. them the whole time, and like Carol's not listening. She she's thinking like she can talk some sense into him, gives up on that, beat some sense into him, and loses control. Yep, and she fucks him up. And, and then... He's in, like, a fucking Iron Man, Iron Lung right now. But then you <laughs> find a, out what Tony has been up to. Do you have an arc yeah. reactor on him? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's in this giant Iron Lung coffin. And and they keep... Uh, they, they state that they don't know what to... Like, Hank McCoy is the one who's been... Yeah, like, studying Hank's him. like... They don't know how to help him because he's done all this stuff to his body. He's been experimenting the, on himself. Yeah, with the nanites and, and, and the Iron Man And Hank McCoy and, is afraid. Like, for, for the first time in a long time, Hank McCoy is afraid to help someone because he doesn't know what would happen. Yeah. So we don't know they if... They sealed him away? Yeah, we don't know if this current run of Iron Man is going to eventually turn back into, okay, Tony's back. Because right now, he is the AI. Oh my god, what if Tony becomes a villain? What if Tony becomes Ultron? Oh my god! That's what I was about to say, and I haven't even read the story. Like It sounds like he's becoming Ultron. What if Tony becomes Ultron? That's amazing. I want that. I kind of do too. Um, okay, let's let's move on to uh, another Marvel story that's going on right now. It's a great, great, great story. Like this one, no controversy. Clone conspiracy. Uh, two clones, uh, one cup. Two clones. <laughs> you know what? I'm. That's not a bad description for what's going on. I, I can't, <laughs> he has a credit. I, I'm a couple issues behind on. Really? On it. It's, what was the last one you had? ASM twenty two. No, you're not that far behind. 21, 21 or What was the last issue of Clone Conspiracy you read? Uh, I think I read the second one. That, isn't 22 where he's having the conversation with the Jackal? Okay, then I haven't read that one. Okay. So I'm, I think I'm like two issues behind on ASM, and sounds like three issues behind on Clone Conspiracy. Okay, well, I guess I'll talk about those things, because it's a pretty, I mean, we're we're talking some pretty big stuff. I, can't, I don't even know what to say without ruining it for you. Uh, do you know, know who the, you two. Do you know who the Jackal is? I know who Jackal is. I don't, like, as far as, like, the person behind the mask? Yeah. That's not already been that hasn't that. been spoiled for you. Okay, um, good. <laughs> well, okay, I will say this. Um, 
Peter Parker in the wake of like all these new elements in his life. Right now, he's a billionaire. He he has all these different responsibilities than he ever had before. Like, and yet he still has the same problems. Whereas he's trying to keep up with you know being part of his family and keeping his friends happy and helping these people he feels responsible for hurting and stuff. In the wake of all this, his new group comes along, uh, led by the Jackal, and all these villains start getting revived. And eventually, it comes down to find out that there is a very specific reason why this is different than cloning has ever been before. Have, have uh, they revealed why they have to take the pills yet? I think they've been talking about it the whole time. It's just a problem in the in the coding, in the genetic coding. Okay. Yeah. Um, that they haven't figured out yet. And in fact, whereas you might have seen... Because don't they decompose yeah. if they don't take it? Yeah. Someone, someone stopped taking it. Yeah, they, they, they degenerate kind of like the the old clones. Yeah. Um, but, and if you've been keeping up with some of the other stuff, you've noticed Kane has been trying to find a, a, a way to stop this because every future seems to be overrun with the clones that have degraded into the zombie-like form. Yeah. And he says in so many of them, it's because Peter Parker joins with New You. Mm -hmm. Um... Do you have made it that far in there yet? I don't think I have. Okay, well, uh, Peter Parker is apparently a big reason why there's this whole, like, zombie clone apocalypse coming. Um, and they're, they're trying to stop it on the dimensional level, but uh, in, in the base story, Peter has decided to join with the Jackal. Now, I don't feel like that is necessarily, like, a big spoiler, the spoiler would be explaining why there's a reason like and he fights it too he fights it but he just cannot argue with the logic and i find it hard to okay. argue with the I'm logic gonna, but yeah it's, it's not done yet but it is like so many other spider-man events it is so great it is great and well-rounded and like just, i just it comes together in a way that you can't stop looking. And I just want to, I just want to get right in between it all, and just, just bathe in its glory, dude. Because right. it seems, it seems fucking just, fantastic. just get it right in your face, and just never, never let it leave. Ugh, love it. And uh, no, it's, it's a great story. It really is. I'm, I'm having a great time reading it. I mean, this is, this is the stuff Spider-Man is made of. Um, Did I tell you about the uh, DCBS deal? Uh, on the DCBS. yeah, DC the discount comic book service deal. Oh, on uh, the no. Clone Conspiracy hardcover. Oh, that thing that I heard you and now I have no idea what it is. Yeah, <laughs> no, you didn't tell me about that. Oh, uh, it's too late. I've already got like ninety percent. <laughs> no, uh, pre-order for the hardcover half off. Oh, nice. Uh, so what? It's probably gonna be like twenty, twenty-five, uh, thirty. Nice. It's gonna be a sixty-dollar hardcover. Um. Another Marvel title that's doing something interesting, Star Wars. Um, and normally we would let this out because it's not—it's technically not huge news. But I think for any Star Wars fan, this is a big, a big thing because while they're not going as far back as to explore his race, they are going back and exploring the Jedi Knights' days of Yoda, which I think 
is great. Yeah, I mean, it's really. I, really I cool need. Content. I need to. I'd like to catch up. Even if I don't catch up, I'd like to just be able to fucking jump into the story arc yeah. and just read that part of it. Well, that's the great thing about when they when they do the um, Obi Wan's journal stories is people neglect. To realize that there are gaps in between events that happen in the Star Wars universe. Like, just because, like, the movie cut from there here to there there doesn't mean there was no time in between and it was instantaneous. They, they spend time on these ships. Just because they're going at light speed doesn't mean it's instant. We're not talking about instant. It's not Goku. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like, these fill in the gaps, because basically what's happening is that this is Luke's downtime. Like, when there's nothing more he can do, when he's not training at that moment, he's reading Obi-Wan's journal, and then we get to see those stories. Uh, and that that's another one, uh, that's what this is, is it's another story from Obi-Wan's journal. He's talking about um, the only story he's ever heard about Yoda. Like, because apparently, even to Obi-Wan, Yoda's past is a huge mystery, but he did hear about this one story, and he's writing about it. Uh, and I'll say the first issue starts out kind of slow, but uh, I, I think it's a decent setup to what might come. And it's actually, I love that it it goes this way, because I thought it was just going to be a one-issue thing. Yeah. Uh, but but it's, it's becoming a whole arc. It's an arc. Yeah, it's definitely yes. an arc. Uh, hopefully around four issues. But, um, yeah, no, it's... And, I mean, th this is just one more thing onto the pile of the great stuff we've been getting from the comics. If you're a Star Wars fan and you want to be in on the continuity, start reading these comics. Oh, yeah. I, I read just volume one. Yeah. And I thought the way it was written... Felt like it was part of the movie, movie yeah. universe. And I will say this. And, I, I once stated that the the comics read exactly like that. They have gone downhill a little bit. Like, not not downhill, but they they, uh, they don't read like the the movies anymore. They, they kind of read like comic books now. But you were right, yeah. Uh, emojis. Emojis. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as you were. Oh, I was just saying that, like, reading it, it, it felt like it it came straight out of movies. Like, the yeah. dialogue, everything. Especially that first story arc. Who who, who wrote that? Do you remember? Uh, damn, who did write that? Oh. Whoever the it writer was, whoever the writer was did a great job. It seemed <laughs> yes. like, it seemed like kind years. of maybe did a little research, maybe went back and watched the original trilogy to kind of see, uh, like, the demeanor yeah. Of the characters and kind of just the way they execute their lines and such because it felt so natural. Yeah. And it was, I, I always like stories that kind of tell you the filler in between the things that we know. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. It's, it's a continuation after and, and the story. And bringing filler into it. Um, I mean, the, all, all of this, all of the, the comic books have kind of been filler so far. Yeah. Like, just, like, this is what... And I don't mean on. filler in a bad way whatsoever. But there's a piece of filler in uh, a recent issue of Poe Dameron. Uh, Poe Dameron, C-3PO, and another Resistance fighter are looking for C-3PO's uh, operatives in the field to get some information about the, the situation they're in. And they're in this bar, and they're they're waiting, and C-3PO starts looking around, and he's talking about how his old friend Han Solo, he wishes he was here, because he'd be right at home. And then he looks over, and he notices the Sagwabian Death Gang. 
And he mentions that the last thing he heard, and it's obvious he's remembering this because he saw him, the last thing he heard was that Squavian, uh, Death Gang was owed a lot of money by Han Solo. He had borrowed from them to catch Raptors. And of course we see... Sitting nearby is Conjure Club at another table who overhears ah, C-3PO so, say this. So that kind of connects on how they got together. And then in the background of what's going on, you see Conjure Club go over and walk and down. And that's the kind of shit And they, they shake hands. That's the kind of shit I'm loving about Disney being the control of Star Wars yeah. right now. Because whether it's in the movies or in the comics, they're connecting so they're connecting fucking everything. Yes. So many little and, tiny details. And that you changes the movie. God, it's so good. That changes the movie for you a little bit because now, not only is that scene, oh, Han Solo got himself in another jam, but now you know that C-3PO kind of fucked him up. Yeah, C-3PO kind of let the cat out of the bag. And it's a a classic Uh, C-3PO Han Solo situation. It's great. great. Yeah, I I loved it. I I couldn't have been more happy with that. And it's just a little background thing. Yeah. Uh, And while C-3PO's talking. Um... So yeah, I mean, it, it, if you're a Star Wars fan, these these books have stuff to offer. And um, holy shit, are we on like two and a half hours right now? Yeah. Well, I knew this was gonna run about yeah, two and a half. I figured it's gonna be around two. Um, by the time we're all done, we're gonna be pushing three hours. Uh, it'll be our longest fucking episode. We might need to break this down to two parts. I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> oh, we so, are. I hope it's still recording. Not recording sound. We should be because it's still recording up there. No, not recording sound right now. Yeah, we've got uh, this is the mic levels right here. But if we were recording sound, it, it would could just all be, be down there. It could just be could lagging just be like glitch. it's been doing. Yeah. If not, oh well, fuck it. <laughs> we're we've gotten so deep. It's, there's no. Yeah, the mic volume's all the way up. It's it is where it is. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure. We'll find out. We'll, uh, find, we'll out. find out. We're towards the end anyway. The uh, the Star Wars comics are really great though, and uh, yeah, more more to come from you. I don't know. We might find out his race because he's not the only one we've ever seen. Yadel mm-hmm. is another, uh, and apparently Yadel has these force powers. I've I've been like watching these YouTube videos. Yadel has these force powers that nobody else has. Too. I can't remember what the it was like a quick passing mention that they made in the video, but. Uh, some some powers that only she was ever able to learn, and oh. it's a she. So we have like a male and a female of that race running around. We gotta know. Yeah. Um. Uh, moving on from that. Um. Onto what? What I think we could all call our comic god. He's my comic god. He's he's definitely our current comic god. Yes. For sure. Oh man. He, he's given me everything I want, and it's all Jeff Johns. All hail Jeff Johns. Uh, Jeff Johns, it has recently been announced that he is going to be writing a Watchmen-based comic. Um, Now, obviously, this is going to tie into all the Rebirth stuff. Stuff that's been going on in Batman, Superman, Flash, just everything DC right now. Um, And I even tied into Captain Adam, which I started the um, Fall and Rise of Captain Adam, issue one. Uh, Really cool. Kind of just catches you up on what happened before and where it's leaving off now, getting us into this new story. But it's supposed to be deeply ingrained in the Watchmen stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a five or six issue uh, mini that's going to have a lot to do with that. I'm going to have to pick up another fucking miniseries (laughs) that will tie into the shit. (sighs) Dude, I'm reading so much DC because of this Watchmen stuff. Captain Adam just turns into Dr. Manhattan. Spoilers. 
No, you know what? There's a lot of imagery in that first issue that leads me to believe that. Um, but anyways, now, uh, he's going to be writing. There's no details about exactly what it's going to be about, when exactly it's going to happen. It's just we know he's writing a Watchmen book. And that alone, like even if we weren't doing this whole rebirth thing, even if yeah. it wasn't obvious that Dr. Manhattan has some sort of pull in the DC universe – it's Jeff Johns writing yeah. the Watchmen. Even That's amazing. If there was if there was no Watchmen ties into this whole rebirth situation, yeah. if we just got announced, like Jeff Johns has announced, he's going to be writing a Watchmen story. Yes, I'm down. Yes. I didn't get to read any of the Watchmen. I'll pay ten dollars uh, an issue. I don't care. I didn't get to yeah, read any of the Watchmen uh, prequel books. Yeah, uh, before Watchmen. Yeah, the before Watchmen books. Yeah. Uh, not sure how well they were. I know that some of the stories were better than others. I read the Ozymandias one. Yeah. I I never got a chance. To I heard that one. Um, the uh, the Minutemen, and another one was really the only good ones out of all of them. Rorschach, probably. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, like fuck it, it's Jeff Johns and it's yeah. Watchmen. I I want down it for it in my life. Of course, it's not Alan Moore, but like you were saying earlier, if it's up to Alan Moore, Watchmen, Killing Joke, all these things we fucking love from him. Yeah, he'd what, be shutting yeah. all this shit down. Uh, and I I think we're honestly I don't know where they come back from this. And this leads us into our next topic: getting getting reacquainted with Rebirth because there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since yeah. last time we talked about it. Really, the only thing I've been reading out of Rebirth is Batman and Detective, and both of which, especially Detective, has been very oh, good. James Tinian has just just owned that book. I, I'm not going to say it's Scott Snyder level. Uh, no, but it's pretty. But it's pretty fucking up there. It's really great. Um, and even dude, Tom King on Batman. Uh, the mm. the first story arc wasn't bad. It was just yeah. it it was it wasn't exciting. It wasn't like Court of Owls type. Epic as a first story arc for yeah. I mean, the reboot, whatever. It was cool. It introduced us to Gotham Girl in Gotham, but yeah. mainly Gotham Girl. Um, <laughs> for a reason. For a reason. <laughs> um, and, but, then, and then uh, storyline after that was more Gotham Girl. And after that, it was this, this two-issue arc before they go into this next arc, which is uh, it's all about Batman and Catwoman. Well, no, no, no. You're you're skipping over a little bit. Uh, the um, I am suicide. Oh, that's right. That's right. I am suicide. Bane story Bane and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of where it's going off the rails a little bit. It's not a terrible storyline. Um, it's a little predictable. Um, and the worst part for me is he keeps saying I'm going to break your damn back, and then it's Catwoman who does it. Yeah. That here, here, shit. here's my thing. It's so far since since Batman has rebooted after Rebirth. It's all interesting stories, none of which have like have I had to go tell somebody about. You yeah. know what I mean? Up until like I said, even this Batman Catwoman story, the whole point is is Catwoman is going to uh Batman's gonna turn Catwoman in for the for two hundred and thirty seven murders or something. That he knows she That he knows that she didn't do, but she's taken full blame for, la di da. So it's like this the last night that they have together before he turns her in. So, all in all, the story is just like, alright, it just kind of seems like a filler before they start a new arc. But I was still talking to you about this earlier, off the mic and off camera, was there's this great part. It's like they, they wind up having sex on this rooftop. Well, and that's the, that's the end of, of, of the first issue of this arc. And then the second part of it starts up, I mean, it's just right afterwards. And they're laying there, and the dialogue is them 
kind of not really arguing, but like going back and forth on how they first met. And Batman's like, it, it was on a cruise ship. And Selena's like, no, it was in the street. You were dressed as a homeless guy. He's like, no, we're in a cruise ship and you were dressed as an old woman. And after, like, in the first page, you couldn't really tell what they're, like, why they were really arguing about it. Because the picture is just them laying there and you see the, the, the word captions all around it. The next page, it all makes fucking sense. Batman's remembering the first time meeting her in the actual Batman continuity. In, in actual Batman, yeah. whatever issue of Batman it was that Catwoman was first introduced. That's what he's remembering. Earth One story. Yes. Yeah. She's remembering their first interactions in Batman Year One from Frank Miller. So that just adds to this whole Reaper thing where everything everything counts. Yeah. Everything is relevant. And, and, I mean, and, and, and it's so... T- and, and what was great about those two pages dialogue. is that whenever he's talking <laughs> about like what he remembers, it's all in the... Bob Kane style art. You know, I mean the old Bob Kane, Bill Finger style art. And then whenever they're talking about when Selena's talking about her first encounter with like what she remembers, it's all in the uh, who did Frank Miller's year one. I know Miller didn't do the art for it. Yeah, no, that, but it's all in that art. art. It's all in the same art style from year one. It looks like it, the panels are taken right out of each one of those those comics, which I thought was great. It was a great way. To make both of those first appearances and fo- both those first encounters with each other relevant, and both of them uh, matter and are actually part of this continuity. So yeah. now it's like we're not really sure which exactly which one actually happened, but they both are. Relevant. And it shows you that everything's starting to crack. Exactly. Like, and, I, and I don't know why. That alone just made me like fucking God love Tom King, man. Like right. God damn that, and he's bringing back characters. But between he, he punch and jewel, dude. Like there, there was a there's one, there's a one whole episode or one whole issue where it's just like panel after panel. They're just talking about. I can't remember if it was. I can't remember if it was his part in the annual or one of the single issues. Where it's talking about just taking out all these just C and D list villains, but it's like Condiment Man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they're. Um... It's Batman and Catwoman, and, and then Snyder did the same thing right at the end. Was it Snyder? yeah with Doctor Death. Yeah, you know, Doctor Death was like one of the very was I think the first main villain in Batman. Yeah, um, in the Batman continuity, and basic, and like couldn't back say the, offhand, but I know it was definitely one of the early. But that's what I love. Like that's what I've noticed. That Snyder, did, uh, Tom King did the same thing. As Snyder is like he's trying to find things that are part of continuity. Like Morrison does it a lot too. Grant Morrison did it a lot. Yeah, find things that like are just weird, obscure, sealess things that are just buried way back continuity. No one's really fucked with and just. Pull that back to the light. <laughs> Love that kind of shit, man. As far as like some of the other stuff goes, though, like I mean, there's been little snippets here and there. Then there was uh, that part in the Titans where, um, uh, what's her name? She is the she can read minds. Uh, she used to be called Lilith. Kitty Pride. Well, now uh, she is something else. I think her superhero name is something else, but they still call her Lilith. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Lilith is looking into um, uh, Cadabra's mind, and she says she sees uh, uh, the hands of a watch, and then the only word she could pull out was Manhattan. Yeah. And so the Titans move their base of operations to Manhattan because they think it means something for where they're supposed to be. <laughs> um, well, That's kind of like there. So now the Titans towers and then. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, just little stuff like that. There hasn't been, like, a huge development yet as 
as far as like uh, like the biggest one was uh, you know Tim Drake's not dead. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that spoils too much for anyone, but Tim Drake is not. I mean, they they reveal it in the same issue as he's supposed to die. I think so. it was the very no, it was, no, it was like right at the end of the issue because that ended that arc. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought it ended and, right at his death and then opened up. No, because the last after, issue no, was, right. the, it, it was the very next. Speech. And since then, they they pop back in to check on him, and he finds a way to break out. But it turns out they that let must him. Be, that must be another issue I need to borrow. Out. I think that's my probably because I don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so gonna, I mean, I gotta dig out. Yeah, they, this whole they not only skipped uh, my Batman issue twelve. Remember how I said I read issue thirteen and felt like there was a gap? Yeah, they did miss issue twelve and they missed the nine four whatever whatever the last issue of the Victim Syndicate is. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I I haven't read any okay. of the Victim Syndicate issues yet. Ooh, that's good. That's good. It yeah. is really good. like I got. I got almost completely caught up. Detectives been sharing. You know, just, just bringing in what you just said, where they're trying to pull obscure shit out of the past. They're pulling out bystanders, bystanders Dude. who only stood out because they were affected by a, a situation, and then we never really caught up with them. Well, this is our catching up That's, with the people who got so caught saying, up in the crosshairs. Detective. And even some parts of Batman, but mainly Detective, dude, has been so yeah. good since Rebirth started. Uh, but yeah, Rebirth hasn't really given us much more on this whole Watchmen thing. It's just little stuff here and there. But it was also re- uh, announced that just in the next couple months, um, I can't remember if it's July or March, but there is a Batman Flash crossover going on. Um, it's going to jump between the Batman Flash issues. Like I think it's going to start in Batman... And then the next issue is Flash, then Batman and Flash, then Batman and Flash. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's six ish- issues. But it's finally them getting time because all this other stuff has been going on uh, yeah. since they found the button and since uh, Wally West came back. And they finally got the time to start investigating this button. Like the, the weird energy coming off of it, we all know it's tacky on energy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways... Uh, yeah, like, finally going to get to uncover some of this. And this is supposed to be one of the first big steps into the next wave. Uh, another part, I think, is Multiplicity, which is the storyline happening in Superman right now. Okay. Whereas Superman is dri- – like, it opens to Superman. He's driving down the road, uh, going home, I assume. And then all of a sudden, there's a Superman figure in the road. Well, this Superman is Red Sun Superman. Yeah, the Russian what? Superman. Yeah, I remember um, you saying something about that. And it turns this. out these beings, on behalf of some other force we don't know, uh, are going throughout history, not history, but uh, different universes, capturing Superman. And the Justice League, um, Justice League, what the fuck are they called? Because they're all different members of the Justice League from different universes, like a Batman from a different universe. Uh, Superman from Earth. I know what you're talking about. What is the name of it? Uh, I can't remember their name right off the top of my head. But anyways, they show up. So now we've got Black Superman from Earth 23, Red Sun Superman, and the original pre-crisis, pre-Flashpoint Superman. All you know what teamed they, up. This isn't the first time they they went back and and, and visited Red Sun Superman, which is cool. Red Sun Superman yeah. is dope. You know what else world Superman I want them to visit? The Speeding Bullets one. They probably are. Because they well, fucking what better. Because honestly, that's one of my favorite. There's else. a list, and the way they say it, it's spelled L Y S T. 
Uh, anyway, there's this list of Superman, and Captain Carrot is even on it. And they're capturing them to be devoured. So now, so... You made me really happy when you said Captain Carrot. Then you made me really sad when you said devour. <laughs> right? I noticed, I noticed the shift uh, in your demeanor. So yeah, um, of emotions. And the last panel is, um, the last page or two is just, you see all these cells, with all these different Superman. And if you look, you can tell some of them yeah. from where they're supposed to be. Uh, and then Captain Carrot gets turned into an actual rabbit. And I don't know what the fuck that's about. It's an actual rabbit with a friggin' cape and the Captain Carrot symbol. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there. But I, if this doesn't play into the Watchmen thing, I don't know what will. Because like, this is heavy stuff. It's a really cool idea. That is really cool. Um, so we've got that. We've got the Batman uh, Flash crossover. We've got Jeff Johns writing a Watchmen book. Um... The ship that he and, has going on Titans. Yeah, Titans is uh, uh, like you want you read more and more Um, like I'm still reading Nightwing, Green Lanterns, Flash. Titans. I'm surprised Green, Green Lanterns. Green Lanterns I really want to read that next story arc, the Blackest Night one. Yeah. So I, I just see the cover, and it's that. Batman riding a fucking green <laughs> lantern, riding bat. a constructed fucking green lantern bat. Um, I haven't oh, seen that one. No, the the last arc that I just read of Green Lanterns was the had the Phantom Lantern. Yeah, uh, that was really fucking cool. And then uh, then we get Justice League, uh, and their first arc opening up where those like giant beings were trying to summon something. I feel like that plays into everything. There are so many elements, and that's the craziest thing is that they're so diverse that if you didn't know there was this Watchmen element that they're all leading to, you would think there were completely unrelated events, like all completely different things going on. So, I mean that. I mean that that gives you any idea just how well thought out this is. How. Uh, how substanced this entire rebirth, and that's is. kind of what Jeff Johns has been doing in general with DC, like even before rebirth. Like he's starting to like, he has a main goal, and he has all these ideas on how he wants to get to that goal. And what it seems like what he does is like takes all these writers, let them know what his goal is, yeah. kind of let them know the basic, the basic points that he he wants to, and he never to gets make right get to, to that the goal. Point. No, yeah, he he draws that. He makes it's, sure it's a story. And that's what makes it so encaptivating, and that's what makes it so enthralling, is that, like, you think you might know, and then it kind of twists you up a little bit, but then once it, once the big reveal does happen, you're like, how the fuck didn't I see this? That's and the, I'm so glad that that's what this is. That's the kind of skill that, and that saves is what heroes I'm, like Flash. And, and that's the kind of shit that I'm hoping, I'm truly hoping, that he brings to the DC movie universe now that he's kind of like overseeing it all hopefully I hope that that's I hope that he fucking just steps in and puts his foot down and been like alright listen I got a plan <laughs> and then psh, but I mean, it brings me back to the questions what do they do to top in once the story is over how do you how do you recover from that because how do you recover? You'll, you'll throw a few smaller main events in that aren't as nearly as exciting until you build to the next big thing, like they do but all the time. But it won't be as big. Well, we'll, we'll know what it'll. It won't. It will never be as big as fucking 
Crisis on Infinite Earths. It'll never be as big as Flashpoint. It'll never be as big. There's always something that's never going to be as big as. But and eventually on. something big is going to happen. But no, don't get me wrong. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, we're, I'm with we're you. talking. But at the same time. Dr. Manhattan created We're talking a business that every, every day they're thinking of a way to fucking top. Because oh, we're always getting. We're, we're never getting. We're always getting the middle. We're always getting the, the second act. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're never. Ever, we sometimes get the first act. We find out the origins. We never get the third act. Because once we get the third act, it's over. It's done. Yeah. So we're always getting these that really good, a, juicy second good acts. Point. You know what I mean? So I've we do get some third acts. That is a very, very well articulated way to look at the DC universe. I love that. It's just they they got to keep scraping around just to keep finding that good, juicy meat. Because if not, like we're going to, granted, we're always going to run into these stories here and there that are just like, meh, it killed time. But right, well. Speaking of kill, that was the um, that was the last thing, like the last um, news fuck Vader that we had um, as we're far back. as movies, TV shows, comics. Uh, uh, real quick, I just want to mention since we're still kind of on the the topic of comics, I just want to shout out a few things I've been reading uh, as far as yeah. new books go. Moonshine from Image has been great. Um, I'm going back and reading some things that previously came out, uh, Mr. Odell. Has led me on to one. I'll let him talk more about it if he wants to. But Deadly Class, fucking great story. But also The Wicked and the Divine. I've been hearing great things about from the get-go. And I finally made able to fucking hop on onto this train. And it's the, one of the best decisions I've made for a while as far as comics go. I'm on issue 15 or 16 out of 25, I believe. Yeah. And, man, I tell you what. Going right back to my dispute. My my comment earlier about image not letting me down ninety percent of the time. <laughs> God, man, they're so good. Uh, as besides that, like I've actually dropped a lot of stuff uh, between work and like everything else. Not catching good deals at the at the LCS anymore because our sugar daddy's gone. Yeah. But, Moved uh, on to a new life. New life. Yeah. But uh, I've dropped a lot of stuff, but for the most part. Everything I've been reading is still good. I got yelled at the other day. Why? Because I dropped Savage Dragon. Yes, I dropped Savage Dragon. Uh, what have you been reading, Ben? Um, I honestly, I'm reading a lot more DC than I am anything else right now. I've been picking up Skyborn uh, since you you got me onto that, and I'm kind of mm. glad I didn't go That's down what, the road. I haven't started on that yet. I, I told you to pick up at issue one. I think you put it back in. I did because I only had I had a certain budget. Uh, issue three budget. comes out next week. It's been delayed by a few. When's months. the next Reborn issue come out? Reborn. That's another. Uh, that's another oh, one right now. Jesus. Mark Miller or Millar, whatever. Mark Millar and and Greg Capullo. Holy fuck, dude! Are you are you reading this right now? No. God damn it! I can't be your friend if you don't start reading this. You dude. you know damn well I will always pass on a friggin' independent title if it. If I know, I'm enjoying but it's Mark Millar and Greg Capullo, and I'm telling you what, dude, like this is this is one of those comics that like if they don't want it make into a fucking show or a movie, they're missing out. Yeah, granted, it's Mark Millar, so probably will. But God, this is a good story, dude. Like this is uh, some of the stuff I've been loving. Superman is probably my favorite book. In right, I mean, I just told you about the multiplicity story. That's only he's getting a new suit again. Is the first part, yeah. Apparently. It's kind of looking a little pre-crisis well, with and the that's big open thing that oh, they've like announced that. that's coming on, uh, coming up uh, to tie into all of this uh, 
Yeah. Lieber. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there's a, there's a big story involving it's him. Called watch birth. Watchman. Watch yes. Because it's the the watchman situation. Birthman. Birthman. <laughs> Who births the watchman? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyways, there's a big storyline coming up with um, our Superman and the new Fifty Two Superman. I thought yeah. new Fifty Two Superman was dead. Well, it apparently is, and the, uh, the story or is it, or is it tied into the storyline he was talking about, where they're going and snatching up all the Superman? Hydra Quarks, Hydra Cows, they're coming and snatch up everyone's Superman. <laughs> and it's supposed to reveal the origins of this mystery Clark Kent that's showing up too. But uh, yeah, anyways, I'm loving, uh, absolutely loving the Superman book action. Uh, loving Detective, probably second favorite book. Uh, if we're going into Independence, I'm loving Ninja Turtles. Dude, Ninja Turtles has been great. Uh, especially now that uh, Master Splinter is leader of the Foot Clan. Like, and the, the rift that's caused in their family. Yeah, there's yeah, some I'm big still working stuff. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. So, so, so in the past few months, we've gotten Cap hailing Hydra. Yep. Splinter running Foot Clan. Yeah. And Donald Trump is president. <laughs> I don't know. So it all makes sense. So we're all in a very college-esque experimental phase with everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now, uh, loving Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, uh, you know what? It turned out to be really great. I thought it was going to be too cheesy, but uh, Batman Adventure, uh, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, Adventures yes, it is. It has been fun, uh, and we're just two issues in. I've, I've only read the first issue. I haven't. I haven't picked up the issue yeah. two yet. Actually, I don't think they're even putting it in my pool. I need to put it in my pool. I don't think they are. No, they're not. I know for sure they're not. Um, but so far, just that first issue. Yeah. Here, and it reads. And, and at first, I wasn't that enthusiastic about it because at first I was like, okay, cool. It's it's the it's the the, the Dini verse. You know, like yeah. Paul Dini. Uh, the animated Bruce series. Along with the the new uh, Nickelodeon Turtles. But at the same time, I felt like man, we just had a Batman Turtle crossover. Like this is, way and it was okay. It wasn't the greatest, but it, it was a fun little crossover. I wasn't too excited for this one, but of course, I picked it up. And then whenever I ran out of new stuff to read, I'm like, might as well. It's a quick issue. There's loved it. There's this great part it. in the second issue. Batman's investigating this, the portal that's yeah. opened up at the end of the first issue. He's investigating it and trying to figure out what kind of energy it is. And the turtles are on the other side, like, talking about the portal that just opened up. And Mikey hauls off and, you know, doing his thing. He just reaches in and he's grabbing at fucking Batman's <laughs> face. And he's like, whatever it is, it's angry. And he, gets, he gets pulled through really and ripped out his back. Oh, it's amazing. It was so good. Uh, and like I, say, uh, like I was saying, yeah, it reads just like the animated series Batman and the new Ninja Turtles. And I've, uh, I've got um, the DVD Into the Known Universe, which is the second to last DVD that came out for mm. the new Ninja Turtles. I love that show. I, I've only watched bits and pieces of it, and I liked it. Yeah. Um, I'd say if I actually sat down and watched it, I'd, I'd like it a lot more. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of, a, it's not one of those, like, you just pick up anywhere it shows, it's got a linear story, like, if, like, if you were to pop into the show right now, you had no fucking clue what yeah, happened. It, it's got an ongoing yeah. storyline, yeah. continuity. Um, so, I mean, uh, I'm really enjoying that book. Uh, Marvel, really, the only thing coming out of Marvel for me, surprise, left turn, I'm loving Captain America. Like, 
uh, now that we're out of the Civil War II stuff, and honestly, like, Captain America didn't skip a beat in being entertaining, because like I said, the tie-ins for Civil War II weren't even really just him getting involved with the Civil War. It was, like, the bullshit he was pulling behind the scenes. And you get to see, like, in the background of what he's doing, these scenes from Civil War II playing out, and he's just doing his fucking thing. That's like, it. when Tony shows up to try Skellion to um, kidnap Ulysses, fucking Captain America was there. Nobody knew that. Like, yeah, it's great. Um, so I've been loving that and the clone conspiracy. There's, oh my god, dude, get caught up on the clone conspiracy. Oh, you're gonna love it. If you like Spider Man, you're gonna love that story. Going back to DC and Batman, uh, you read the the Batman Annual from from this year. Yeah, um, I'm drawing a blank on it though. I love a well, bunch of short stories, but uh, I loved the Paul Dini and Neil Adams team up with when. Batman picks up Harley. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a few things I was just... There's one thing I noticed a lot about that issue. They made that Batman more of the Justice League teaser Batman. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, a little more lighthearted. Like, there's that, even that, that, that Paul Dini Neil Adams could story. argue maybe it's Harley brings that out of him. Yeah, and... Most of the stories were Christmas themed, so like maybe uh-huh. it was the holiday spirit. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe we're the, talking about the holiday. holiday. Dude, I love the Flash story in there, uh, where he tells the boy that the Flash, the little boy that the Flash is like uh, Santa's helper, and that don't worry, I know you're in a new foster home, but I was in foster homes, and the Flash, or uh, not the Flash, but Santa was always able to find me, and now he's got superheroes that help him out. And then at the very no, that was in the uh, holiday one. You were just talking about. The oh holiday. no 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 no! I was talking about the Batman annual, and a lot of the Batman annual has holiday. All almost all yeah. the, the stories in the Batman annual are Christmas themed. Okay, I haven't got the chance to read the holiday special yet. It's still you're fucking sitting love, in my stack. You're gonna love that Flash story. But no, the, the Batman annual, the actual, not the DC Christmas mm-hmm. special, but the Batman annual. There's a lot of. Uh, uh, all the individual stories took place in wintertime or Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, Scott Snyder yeah, one was really good. Most of that. I remember one of, picking up Harley, but I thought it was the holiday special. No, no, no. It, it was, it was because uh, he was going to drop her. He, was, he gave her the choice of either dropping her off at Arkham or at the city limits. She was like, <laughs> it's so far away from Coney Island, like which is where she's staying at now. Yeah. Uh, and by, by, and by the end of it, he drops her off at Coney Island. She catches him singing along to Jingle Bells and stuff. And, uh, it's some parts of it was like that's really cheesy, but it's like yeah. you know what, fuck it. You're trying to do a cute Christmas story, and it's fucking Paul Dini right now, one of the creators of fucking Harley, with Neil Adams illustrating it. You can't hate it. Another great thing I'm reading right now, and I'm really enjoying it, is Justice League versus Suicide Squad. I want to. Um, by the do I need to read? Okay, do I need to get caught up on Justice League? And or Suicide Squad? Not really, no. Because I know that there's a a pre prelude to it. I think it's in uh, Suicide Squad. The prelude, uh, it's at the very end of the issue. The prelude is its own side story at the very end of the issue. Okay. The entirety of that issue, though, is wrapping up the storyline that they're already in. Okay. And then they and has, has anybody actually kept up with? Because I read the first issue. Has anybody kept up with Suicide Squad after Rebirth? Um. No, not necessarily. I'm reading the uh, tie-in issues to, to the Justice versus... League versus Suicide, uh, Suicide Squad, but it's been really good so far. Like the first. And what about Justice League two since Rebirth? I, I mean, um, it's been okay. That's one that I. That's one that I put had on my poll whenever yeah. it first started. 
And then after, I think I picked up a couple issues, never read them. There was this story much. kid's daughter, they're like going through the death of the, their mother and who died during the situation that kicks off Justice League where the big okay. guy, like pillar guys. Um, and she ends up using this program and it mutates, someone fucks it up or something and then Batman shows up. And then there's dicks. Fucking somebody growing out of right? every fucking... A bunch of obscure supervillains show up. Uh, Amazo shows up, which is pretty cool. Uh, it was, it was Amazo terrible. Play- uh, terrible. It was just like, yeah, that happened. Okay, it's just like for Suicide Club. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, like I said, it's been, this last issue... And, and, more, and the lineup in Suicide Squad in the comics right now is the same one that's a movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and the great thing is Max Lord is the main villain here, and um, he is commanding the ori- uh, members from the original Suicide Squad, including Lobo. Um, like the original, original? like the, Some of the original okay. ones. Yeah, not, not everyone. Um, I was like, some of those. Are but, yeah, he... Uh, He's got them working for it. If you know, do you know who Max Lord is? Yeah, he has the power of persuasion, yeah. basically. Um, yeah, it, it's been really, really cool seeing that because this last issue, Suicide Squad has to team up with Justice League to take on these guys because they're all fuck ton powerful. Yeah, I mean, we're talking Lobo here. Oh my God, there's this great part with. Um, are you gonna read it? Yes. Are you I've, gonna read I've it? I'm not gonna tell you about this part, but it's okay. Batman and Lobo. Yeah. yeah, I have full uh, plans. It's in my pool. I will probably pick it up next week. It's Batman Lobo. Yeah, it um, but yeah, I mean, it's even bringing out the best in um, uh, Killer Frost. There's this part where the Justice League is fighting um, Suicide Squad, and uh, there, uh, basically, the Justice League has beat the Suicide Squad because I mean, these guys versus. Like, I mean, let's face it. The only people who are having a tough time is Enchantress is fighting Superman. So Enchantress is kicking Superman's ass. Magic. And and Deadshot and Killer Frost are making a getaway from someone. Uh, I can't remember exactly who. But um, basically what happens is uh, Deadshot gets taken down. Killer Frost is still making uh, a beeline for it. And, And just at that moment, Enchantress brings Superman down. And Amanda Waller's in there, and she's like, Killer Frost, because you know how her powers actually yeah. work, right? Yeah. Life Force, mm-hmm. uh, that's how she she gets her cold powers. She's like, Superman is powered by the sun. Use his life force now. And she's like, will it kill him? She's like, that's an order, or I'll kill you. Do it now. And she hesitates, but she touches him, and then fucking, like, her eyes glow he but does that thing when all the fucking yeah. sun gets taken out of me, like, and just a flash of white. And when it's all over, the Justice League and the Suicide Squad, the entire ocean is up in spikes, frozen, and everyone is just fucking done. Like they're all frozen. I'm ready. It's my amazing. body is ready. Who knew she could be that powerful? And it's like it's such a simple concept. Of course. Killer Frost absorbs Superman yeah. and she becomes fuck-ton powerful. And it it's, makes so much sense. It's like when you look at a character like Rogue in X-Men. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, let that bitch absorb some fucking superpowers, man. <laughs> yeah. boy, let her bitch. touch Professor X just once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's it's so cool so far. I mean, it's given us that. It's given us uh, Justice League captured by Amanda Waller. It's given us Batman versus Lobo. 
Like, I mean, if these are candy plus, I don't know what I'm is. Sold. Yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. To close out the show, we do want to. We're going to close it out on a, a somber, no, just uh, kind of yeah. a hard topic uh, for me. And honestly, like since we're on the subject, I, I want to read off. You mentioned it in your original. I am so glad because I was going to ask you to do this. You're going to read Kevin Smith's yes. thing, right? Yeah. Um, well, anyways, the news that we're talking about, and you've had to have heard of it by now. Actually, I met, I can't remember who, but someone at work claiming to be a Star Wars fan, uh, didn't know that, uh, Carrie Fisher had died recently. Uh, she went into the hospital for car, cardiac arrest. Um, and oh my God, it's, it's, it, it irritates me so bad because they had me in a safe place. Like, cause they all those new, they were like she's stable, she's doing better. Blah, yeah, blah. that was the last thing I heard was like, yeah. oh, she's stable, she's you know, I mean, and things then are looking up. The, I wake up the next day and it, it no, it wasn't even just. By the way, K two S O was the name of that droid. K two S O. I just realized. That um, nice. I love them. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, halfway through the day, this news just hits, and I was having a good day. <laughs> like I was having a good day, and then that happened, and. Um, it was hard. I wanted to cry right then, but I was like, you can't cry over a fictional character. Don't do it and shit. And it was I, um, the thing that Bob is about to read. I, I was sitting in Silver Palace, a, a Chinese buffet, and I'm just flipping through Instagram. Like, obviously, I'm seeing the Carrie Fisher post, and I read this, and I start crying. In the Like, I'm sitting at a, I'm sitting at a table alone at a Chinese buffet, Crying with my cell phone and crying my to the words of Kevin Smith. And it's, <laughs> I I didn't care. I just like yeah. It. Like I mean, this was a loss for me. Like even and it really was me too. Dude. My like, ex, fucking uh, Courtney, the, the mother of my children, even messaged me to say, "I'm sorry you lost your princess." Like that. I mean, that's how much people know what this meant to yeah. me. Because not only was she. Uh, Princess Leia for me, but she was a catalyst in learning how to control. Some parts of my personality. I have bipolar disorder. And yeah, it became a problem with and my she family. Was, for and she a was while. a big spokesperson and advocator for, I mean, the the treatment of mental yeah. illness. And I mean, the only book of hers I ever read, uh, Postcards from the Edge, was the thing that showed me that you can do it without the medication. You can do it yourself. You just have to. You have to be smarter than yourself, more or less. Um, but yeah, Kevin Smith posted this, and this is just perfect. It says, The princess stole my heart at age seven. Anybody who knows me knows Carrie Fisher was my first love. I thrilled to the adventures of Princess Leia in the Star Wars movies, but from 77 to 84, I was in love with Carrie Fisher herself. My bedroom was filled with Carrie Fisher pictures from any movie she was ever in, including Polaroids that took off TV when Blues Brothers finally hit the cable. I was jealous for Paul Simon when he was dating Carrie Fisher and, w- and wouldn't listen to his music until they split up. I paid to see Carrie Fisher and Chevy Chase in Under the Rainbow nine times when it was in theaters, mostly because Carrie Fisher was in underwear in one scene. In childhood, I committed myself to Carrie Fisher without ever meeting her the way n- novice nuns commit themselves to Christ without meeting him. Decades later, I got to tell... Tell her this when Carrie Fisher and Jay Muse were in a station wagon on the set of Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back, which, by the way, great scene. Yeah. 
She was gracious about hearing it for the zillionth time from the zillionth man or woman who grew up idolizing her, but wickedly added, I'm glad to know I helped you find your lightsaber. And with that, she stopped being Carrie Fisher to me and just became Carrie. That, that's the Carrie I'll always remember. The dutiful Stanford, ugh, the dutiful, dutiful standard bearer of childhood dreams with the wicked sense of humor and away with words. She didn't want to get paid for her role in Jane and Bob Strike Back. Instead, she asked we buy her these antique beaver chairs. Her reason? Beaver seems an appropriate currency for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> when she was a guest on season one of our, sh- our Hulu show, Spoilers, Carrie curled up in the throne like she belonged there. And she did. After all, she was royalty. As a boy, I dreamed of marrying Carrie Fisher. As a young filmmaker, I dreamed of casting Carrie Fisher. As an adult, I dreamed of being as sharp-witted and prepossessed as Carrie Fisher. And now that Carrie Fisher is gone, I dream of my friend Carrie, whose entire magnificent career I was lucky enough to witness, who's honestly made me a better person, and whose spirit, like the Force, will be with us always. Good night, sweet princess. Yeah. Roll that badass outro music. <laughs>